What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Curious Podcast. I believe we're on episode 41. Today, I'm joined with Bako Pangman, Anna, Ao, and Rob. And it's been a pretty wild past 24, 48 hours, especially in AEW. And we're going to, you know, get into all of that, talk a bit of Dynamite. Um, there's a little bit of WWE news, but it's kind of been AEW that's dominated the news the past couple of days. Um, obviously, especially with Dynamite being last night. Um, CM Punk being squashed. Uh, it's been, you know, it's been a bit crazy. But I'll go around and see how everyone's doing. Uh, I'll start with you, Hollywood. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, it's been, uh, it's been really, really eventful. And uh, I've, I've made this point to people that I've, uh, that I talk to closely. Um, it's one of those things where AEW is currently in um, a routine where they put on these really great shows. Um, but the conversation following the shows is dominated by all the ex- all the internal um, situations that are taking place that are being made public. And uh, it's just really interesting how, it, from the way it comes off, is that it's so chaotic uh, and messy, and yet the shows are still of really high quality, and they don't seem to be affected by this chaos. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, it's still something that's happening concurrently with what you're watching on screen. So it's... Uh, it's a it's a it's a fascinating time to follow in that in that sense, um, and I'm looking forward to getting into all of that with everybody. And so that's why that's why I'm back here this week because you know I love the game, and it's why I also am helping out uh, my good friend Ao because he needed to pay his rent, and so I made sure to get him on the Russell Pierce podcast this week so that he can take care of what he has to take care of. And I'm happy Anna and Rob are here as well. Speaking of paying rent. Um... Yeah. I believe it's possible for uh, the live viewers to leave us super chats now. No, um, boy. Because oh. we have fi- we finally hit a thousand subscribers. Yeah. Oh, hold on, hold on. Um, Round of applause for yeah. us, everybody. Round of applause for the rest. I'm of not 100 percent sure how it how it works and how yeah. it will pop up on screen for me. Yeah. But, um, Just cash at me, everybody. Yeah. Just send it to my yeah. cash app and send us money. You know. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, next I'll, I'll take it to you, uh, Ao. This is your big return you said you wasn't coming back until you got 2,500 followers on um on twitter hold yourself out a little bit but you know we got the i said i wasn't coming back until i got 2.5k you know that was half of where i was at before this nigga hangman bro every hour on the hour he fucking begged me he be pleading he's like please bro please. i was there Russell, Russell Pierce, there's nothing about you big bro that's not true Don't do anything yes. this nigga already at least 17 different times trying to get me to come back to Russell Pierce. And the craziest part is it's not his fucking money that he's sending me. He's sending me his rent money. Com- company money. His brother's lemonade stand money. He's doing anything. Did you know this motherfucker broke? He has no money to be sending me, bro. I was like, yo, give this money back to your little brother, bro. You can't be still like this. But you know, I'm looking back now. I got I got my followers. I'm here to fucking yeah. carry Russell Pierce on my back. All that yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's going to be a fun couple hours. Uh, I'd I imagine so, anyway. Hey, 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 hey. Rest in peace, CM Punk. Rest in peace, Chicago yes, Phil. Sir. No, 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 no. You got it wrong. CM Junk, nigga. Rest in peace, CM Junk, nigga. CM Punk is one of the greatest wrestling minds of all time. Um, he is an absolute mastermind. He's a Here he goes. He's one, of the, hey, hey, one of the greatest wrestling minds. And, and, uh, one of the greatest CM wrestling guys, but can't keep his bones C- healthy. Listen, save, save it, save it, save it, save it. We'll get that. CM Punk is a genius. Anna, 
Yeah, Anna, yeah, one of the nice. one of the cooler yeah. heads on the Let, yeah. Boys platform. Let's, let's, let's be normal for a second. Sorry. Anna, how are you today? Yeah. I'm good. I'm ready to be scared. And... <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm ready to be scared. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Like, the 1849 demographic last night on Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> it's already starting. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Rob, um, this is. Uh, when was the last time you was on a podcast with us? The last, last time week? I was formally no, last week, but the last time I was formally like since the beginning, probably like a month. Yeah, man, we got Rob back. A uh, yeah. a usual, I'd say face, but he's he's a coward. He holds behind. Oh my god! Me and Anna the only uh, <laughs> me and Anna the only real adults in this place. Uh, no, we have a super no. chat from. We do. We did get a super six star. Six star. Happy to happy see you. Twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. Happy to see Queen, Queen Anna's Anna back. back. Genuinely, though, oh. proud of you all. You deserve this and so much more. Six Star, God bless you. We appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for the Six support. Six Star, I love you. My absolutely. Queen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anna, Anna, Anna is a big money draw, as, as usual. Anna is the big money draw. I'm telling you, she pays my bills. It's crazy. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, now, Six Star, I we appreciate you. I pay your bills you, and you still owe me money. That's crazy. I, I, true. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> Blame it on your government and and and, and their lack of, of, of providing of, of cash. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of backstage politics. Uh, backstage politics. Good, yeah. good thing we don't have a fightful that reports on uh, on our infighting. You know? <laughs> <laughs> if they did, they would they would know that I, I slapped Chris last week and me and Rob got into it last night. Murph, <laughs> Murph and stuff. Murph definitely reported on the backstage drama and Russell Pierce. They just be telling everybody that I'll be giving this nigga hangman swirlies, bro. Uh, that does not happen. <laughs> and happen. the crazy part is, the crazy part is, Monty do not be flushing the toilet at the Russell Pierce office. So just, this awful. nigga hangman, bro, he just his head just seen that That is insane. <laughs> Listen, what what actually happens, guys, is um, I'm sitting in the big chair, the biggest chair in the office, of course, and. Uh, when me and Monty are making executive decisions, uh, we make informed decisions based on the business metrics of Russell Pierce. Um, we know that we love Anna because of what she provides to the podcast, as well as the fact mm -hmm. that she does, like I said, pay the bills. Um, and then what happens is AO runs through the door and he's like, he has tears in his eyes, right? And, and, and he has like empty bags and he cries and he pleads with me and Monty about, you know, getting back on the pod. And, you know, we, we know to, to protect the AO character and the brand and the gimmick, because we are a sports entertainment podcast, we have to present it like he is the macho alpha male who runs the shit. Um, but, you know, to pull the curtain behind the scenes, he is a, a, a really fragile uh, boy who who begs for these positions because, you know, it, it would be bad for AO if he couldn't make it. So I um, think we book him well. We, we do book him well, you know. A yeah, A.O.'s book really strong. He's like John He's a big star, you know. Uh, yeah, another yeah, super yeah. chat. Absolutely. I am wow. one of the real draws of Russell Pioris. See, you know what I mean? Big star. Um, Anna, Anna big yes. Uh, the other individual you said, I, I don't really know about that. But um, thank you so much for the super chat. Thank man you. Of man of culture, thank you very much. Yo, this fucking rules. We're just getting money. Like, this is like... Thank you. If if you believe anything that Hollywood Hancock Adam Pierce just said, I got I have a fucking bridge, I have a fucking oceanfront property in Idaho to fucking sell you. Honestly, this is this is a this is a fifty four year old man who, who believes in two hey. Double, double. I'm gonna need you to double that age. Well, I didn't even see the message. Oh wait. 
Shout out to Top Dollar, AJ Francis, uh, the best rapper in wrestling. Continue uh, what you were saying. So, so AJ Francis better than Austin Gunn? Um, we, we, we could talk about it. We can get Absolutely. If you guys send us, depending on how much money you guys send us, uh, we're going to get Anna to sing Top Dollar's verse from the hit maker. Oh. <laughs> Oh. oh my god um nah listen man you guys are the best these super chats are great um keep supporting the brand man this shit is coming in coming in hot and heavy um we're going fast um you know ao is is, is hitching um a ride and I, it's understandable um rob is doing his thing anna's doing his thing monty's doing nigga, his thing. i am russell pures nigga i'm I big russell pures i give big russell, russell pures <laughs> you you're big wp <laughs> That's crazy. Um, we wouldn't we wouldn't make it without you guys who are supporting us. Frankly, um, the, just the, the general atmosphere and culture surrounding the channel, like beyond just the content that we put out, is is really really cool. It's very interactive and it's very much uh, uh, a bit of a community now. You know, a community with with its own inside jokes and trends and um, many factions <laughs> and clicks like the AO Dick Riders and you know so on and so forth. The Anna fan base and all that. It's all the, great. The I appreciate the Hancock incels. I don't have incels, and I, I, uh, I actually think I'm, I'm, I'm the most underrated member of this brand, and uh, um, you know, I think, I, I think I should be appreciated a bit more. Um, but you know, that notwithstanding, you guys are really, really great. Um, we wouldn't be here without you, and so we appreciate the support. We appreciate the super chats. We appreciate the community, the interaction, the energy you guys bring to the streams. Um, even the AO Dick riding, I can, I can let that pass. Um, but yeah, man, um, Monty, it's been an eventful day. It's been an eventful week. Very. AEW is, uh, it, it's like a ball of chaos, man. There's so many talented wrestlers going out doing talented wrestling things on the TV shows. And behind the scenes, it seems like there's a lot of uh, um, maybe potential disorder, you know, depending on who you talk to in your perspective and, you know, the severity of it. But what we do know is that there's various concurrent backstage situations uh, taking place right now. And uh, certain talents are seemingly discontent. Some are mad at other guys. There's a lot of infighting. There's people pissed at each other. Um, and as a, yeah, sure. And, and, and as a result of all of this turmoil, um, Tony Khan called in a meeting with the talent and the roster and, you know, all the personnel. And he had a long, he had about a one hour sit down meeting with everybody. Um, he broached a various number of topics. Um, the details of the meeting are pretty are pretty much kept close to the vest at this point. Um, I, I think I think most talent were advised not to get too into it. And, and uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I think Tony Khan reiterated, like, you know, who can you talk to? Who can you not talk to? Things about access in the media and all that stuff. Um, but various topics were broached. And a lot of the things that I heard were similar things that Dave Meltzer and Sean Ross have reported, you know, regarding, uh, you know, tampering with WWE, um, communication issues, um, you know, trying to just stick together as a team. Kenny Omega was very passionate at this meeting, as was Tony Khan. Uh, Ken German, $2. Praise Big o praise big AO, the big bro in the sky. Uh, I'm going to be sending AO into the sky later on in this podcast when I talk about CM Shout out, Shout out to my nigga Ken, bro. 
H. Drake Dracon, $5. Hangman dodging his creditors and with Jeff Jarrett finesse. Shout out to Montel, the best of us. Also, diehard punk fan here, but came to see Hangman cope. Uh, and then a tomato. Wow. Um, I'm not going to be coping. What I am going to do to you guys is I'm going to deliver a sermon. And, um, you know, no. <laughs> it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be detailed. It's going to be layered. It's going to be nuanced. And uh, I can't wait. And Bro, right down. I listen. I have a. I have like notes. I have like three pages here. You know. So <laughs> said fuck. <laughs> y'all thought I, I was just feel like my soul leaving my body. Your soul leaving your body. No, no. It's gonna be a spiritual experience. This is gonna be. You guys are gonna. The listeners. You gonna. You guys are gonna enjoy this on a, on a spiritual, metaphysical level. What I'm about to talk about. Um. Are you sure? Bottom line. Talent meeting, stop talking to WWE. Talk to us if there's a problem. Kenny Omega and the Bucks are available. You can talk to them if you need to. Kenny was fired up. Tony was fired up. Tony was turned the fuck up. He is very much, um, his energy is very much, I'm not going to let Triple H just fucking dog walk me. Fuck that. I built a lot here. Um, you guys helped me build this. Let's not ruin this. You know what I mean? If there's an issue, please come to me. Come to the other EVPs. Let's do this thing. Um, Jericho spoke in this meeting. Um, it's it's been said that most people walked out of the meeting feeling, if nothing else, more positive about their situation than they did um, going into the meeting. Um, and that's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. There's certain people who don't feel that way. I was told privately that somebody requested their release from AEW. Um, and obviously, look, different individuals are going to feel different things. But the bottom line is, Tony, you know, decided to round round up the troops and try to get his house in order. Um, because, you know, I think everybody would agree it's it's not the best thing in the world to have all these stories come out every week when you're trying to just put on a good show. Um, mm -hmm. So I want to start with Anna, actually, on this. Mm. You know, the, the one level-headed... Because this is, this is a topic about people trying to be cooler-headed and level-headed and mature about issues. Who better to talk about this than the most normal person on the podcast? <laughs> Anna, what do you make of this story of Tony rounding up everybody and having this meeting where they talk about all their issues? I think it was about time because the news we've been getting from the locker room is just a mess. Mm -hmm. It seems like everything's just such a mess backstage that they needed sort of a firmer, firmer pose. You know, yeah. he needed to sort of gather around the troops and whatever. And if Kenny, because Kenny Omega, he's, he's such a chill dude. So if you get Kenny yeah. mad and upset, then something's really wrong. So... Mm -hmm. I think it was really necessary because mm -hmm. people were just going crazy talking to Triple H behind Tony's back. So yeah, yeah. it was yeah, it was definitely necessary. And mm -hmm. I hope that some of those people who are trying to talk with Triple H just feel ashamed right now. <laughs> feel ashamed. Just, <laughs> just yeah. I Anna, it's funny because when I read like all the various reports about this, like I, just maybe it's just the way I am, because wrestling is just so preposterous and all these people are so wacky and different. Me just picturing the situation with all these different personalities in the room. I can't pipe down a little, bro. Let big God AO speak. This is crazy. Um, listen, I honestly, Anna, like, it's it's hard not to picture the situation and not laugh. Like, it's just so funny to me. Like, just imagine Tony Khan, right, in front of this, like, little kind of, in front of this room with everybody. And he's just like, he's like, some guys want to talk to Hunter by my back. <laughs> And like, just imagine everybody yelling, and Kenny's just like, "No, no, Tony, Tony, just take it easy, man. Take it easy." Dude, you know, you know what TK said. You know what TK said. 
What? He said, he said things are getting a little fishy in here, if you know what I'm saying. Some of you guys talking to hunters smell a lot like fish. <laughs> Looking over at the fucking undisputed elite and shit. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Tony's like, I'm, I'm gonna get down to this fishy situation. <laughs> yo, 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 hey, yo, he's like, you know, I've been asking around at who's been who's been the leak, you know, but guys are ducking me like boxers. They've been bobbing and weaving <laughs> around my questions. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, Bobby Fish, you a nasty nigga, Bobby Fish. <laughs> oh my no. god. So, you a nasty motherfucker, Bobby. You too old to be doing this shit, Roberto. Roberto. <laughs> nigga shucking the job. Motherfucking nigga. came here on the fucking Mayflower. Bobby Fish came here on the Mayflower. Has no fucking has no self respect. Twerking for fucking Triple H and shit. But you know it's not my turn to talk yet. So I'm gonna nigga, let you nigga shucking the job at yeah, seven um, years old. Crazy. I guess. I guess the other thing I want to say before I move on to Rob. Is, uh, mm-hmm. It's just like I said. It's just a funny visual, man. Like. The idea of like Jericho running in, in the middle of it to cut, because like, I feel like, um, I feel like in meetings like this, because I've been in work situations where people had these speeches, right? And you know, I don't know about you guys. For me, not that big, ha 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 ha, big AO. So far. <laughs> this this man is, uh, you know, Wait, bro, I'm bringing in the fucking dollars. <laughs> 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 So much you pay to praise me? Like this is crazy. Actually, you know what? I'm pausing. Nobody likes you, bro. Nobody likes you or your stinky ass taste. I'm gonna pause the podcast right now. Um, I want to make it publicly known that Hollywood Hangman Adam Pierce built Russell Pierce, and I think it's kind of insane that 18 18 minutes into this podcast, nobody has sent me money or asked me about my day, how I'm doing. Nobody's put over my opinions. No one is talking about how excited they are to hear my soliloquy on CM Punk. Like, I've look, seen man, really, look, man, look, man, look, man. I'm, I'm really... going to put it like this. I'm going to put it like this. I'm going to put it like this. Hollywood hangman Adam uh, Pierce is to Russell Pierce as Cody Rhodes is to AEW. Take that however you want. <laughs> Ayo, thank you so much for that comparison. Because what Cody Rhodes was to AEW. Yeah, Jenny. Thank you so much, Jenny. We appreciate you. She's the best. She's another real one. Uh, she's she and Jenny's very low key, guys. If you haven't even seen her on Twitter, she's very low key, but she's a, she's a, she's a big supporter. She's been um, very pro wrestle period since we started this. But what I wanted to say was this, guys. You know, Ao, thank you so much for that comparison. I think you've made. Wait, my wait, wait, is that is that Miss Um Jenny Omega? Yes. Oh wow, I had no clue. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Jenny's a real one. Great tweets, Jenny. Great tweets, Jenny. <laughs> but listen, Ao, thank you so much for that Cody comparison, man. I'm I'm so honored, honestly, because because you know what Cody was to AEW. It, 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 it was, wasn't a compliment, bitch. He he, he it, it was a compliment, motherfucker. Because here's the thing, you know what Cody Rhodes was? He was a unifier. He was a leader. He was a, he was a, a unifier. Oh, he was a unifier, all right. Y- yes, he was. Because guess what? When Cody Rhodes was there, how many of these stories were you hearing every Chibling week? Boing. When it comes, no. What you heard when you were watching AEW when Cody was around was people talking about. The storylines, oh the wrestling, off the, the content, <laughs> and now yeah, they, were talking about, they were talking about how terrible the storylines was. They were talking about the fucking. Hey, they listen, were talking about the Cody verse, motherfucker. They hey, were talking what? about fucking. They was talking about how fucking Cody Rhodes versus QT Marshall was being booked like fucking Steamboat Flair, nigga. Get that bullshit out my face. All right, all right, all right. Listen, 
Here's Dustin Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes versus Nick Camarado in the main event of a dynamite. Just wait, this, wait, this, wait, this, this, this is going on to be talking about Cody Rhodes and no, fuck that. We're talking about Cody. It pertains for the to the first time, time for the first time in Russell Pierre's history. We have hit 200 over 200 live viewers. Wow. Clap it up, Let's go. Let's go. Hancock, why are you here? Big AO is what? Why is Hancock here? Hollywood should boy boy crying in the big chair. I am not crying. In fact, in fact, Reese Hayes, um, thank you for your donation, sir. Um I actually have a mild grin right now. I think this is very amusing. Listen, Monty, I know you don't want to deviate too much. This is very relevant to the topic, Monty. When were you hearing about these, these stories of backstage strife when Cody Rhodes was there? It wasn't happening. Daniel Escobar, $5. Thank you so much, sir. God bless you. You sure Cody, it wasn't Cody Rhodes. Uh, that was a cut off, so we're just going to move on. Cody Rhodes was a liberator. He was a unifier. He was a communicator. He was a visionary. He was a leader. He was an anchor. And, and you know what? Without him, the locker room is lost. They don't have that leader. They don't have that figure, the, the bridge between WWE and AEW. See, he's been in both worlds, right? He's traversed both both, both terrains, right? And when you when you, when you you venture out in, in, in lost lands like Cody Rhodes has, right? He has so much wisdom to draw from. He has so much knowledge to impart, so much, so much advice to give, right? And without him, hangman, without Cody Rhodes, hangman. Hangman. Wow. Oh, no. You're scaring him, bro. Yes, you're it's real. Thank bro. you. Oh, boy. You're scaring him, yes. bro. I was going to yeah. ask you, Hangman, do you, do you hate bad bitches? No, I, I love them. I, I love them so much. Wait, so why are you cool. talking about Cody Rhodes? Yo, he's really he's really <laughs> earning the name of uh, Hancock. That's <laughs> Rob, what are, you, what are your thoughts on the backstage uh, uh, meeting when, in, in, in AEW? Thank you. I, you know, I'm indifferent to everybody else. Nigga, I love it. I love it, nigga. I mm. love the tension. Nigga, I yeah. love the vibe, nigga. The, mm. One of the best eras we've ever had in wrestling was tension-filled. Mm -hmm. And tension brought out the best of niggas, bro. Tension mm. brought out shows like we got last night and view and viewers like we got at last night. Nigga, I'm not mad at it. Mm -hmm. Nigga, keep fighting, nigga. Keep okay. slapping niggas up. Fuck oh, it. Boy. <laughs> hey, yo, what do, you, what do you think about the meeting specifically, the idea of them feeling the need to have one? And some of the topics that we have uh, found out have been broached uh, in this meeting. Um, you know what? Good, bro. Good. You niggas shouldn't be happy, bro. All that kumbaya shit was. Let's winning, go. Bro. Had, had yeah. some of you niggas, had some of you niggas out here with your fucking chest puffed out. Look, it was nasty, bro. But no, there is a hierarchy. It's not all this kumbaya shit. And you know what's crazy? I actually did some um digging yesterday. I had some friends over at AEW. I did some digging. You know what I heard? I heard you know. TK, I heard TK started the meeting. Yes. All right. And after he said what he had to say, he let, you know, he let the people of importance speak. He did. You know, Kenny, Kenny Omega got his shit off. Yes, you know, the Bucks had a couple words, you know, uh, here and there. And then he opened the floor to other talent to, to air their concerns. And I heard that some, one person that stood up and spoke was one um Brian Pillman Jr. <laughs> And Brian Pillman Jr. Listen, listen, listen. Brian Pillman Jr. started complaining about his book, his push. And he said, he said, and I quote, Well, I just think that. And Eddie Kingston said, Shut the fuck up, my nigga. Who the fuck is you? Bro, Tony Khan, Tony Khan was not even sure Brian Pillman Jr. worked for AEW. He said, No, I'm sure you're a nice young man, but I'm not even, I'm, I don't know who you are or why you're in this meeting or how you even got this meeting location. I didn't email it to you. 
Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega walked over. Kenny Omega walked over to Brian Pillman Jr. with garbage in his hands, and he handed it to Brian Pillman Jr. and he said, "Aren't you stadium custodian? Aren't you the stadium custodial staff?" And Brian Pillman Jr., the nice man that he is, he he threw the trash away because he knew that his future is not in wrestling; it oh is in God. sanitation work. Oh so I just want to get, I just want to clap it up for Brian Pillman Jr. for taking the first steps towards his next career because he thinks he's going to WWE soon. He thinks AEW is misusing him, but they're not, bro. I mean, they are misusing you every time you're on TV, Brian Pillman. You're being misused. You should not be there, bro. You're gonna be this taking out the trash sooner or later. This is but that, that's just what I heard. He's going um, to um, talk today. Brian Pillman, Jr. Jr. Brian Pillman Jr. When you inevitably. Five dollars. I don't want to hear any more. Zeke Jackson as well. God, Thank you. Dude, I'm disputing this payment. <laughs> oh my God, Israel. Thank you so much for the five dollars. Thank you so much for I was supporting the podcast. We love you and appreciate you. And I can't wait till you're back on the Russell Pierce podcast. Um, Ken German, two dollars. I love my wife. Thank you, Ken. W Ken. Um, I I, I, I I'm looking forward to <laughs> loving my wife as much as as you do yours. Um, listen, Brian Pillman Jr. When this inevitably makes it uh, over to you. Trade Pillman Jr. for Dominic. That is a anyway. Wait, um, let him cook. Dio Loki, thank you for no the five dollars. No <laughs> Wait, let listen, him listen, cook. listen. Uh, Brian, when this inevitably gets makes its way over to you, which will probably be within the next twenty four hours, uh, I don't have a problem with you, sir. Um, I wish you the best. Of no, 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 no. Let me let me, Damn, let me make it clear. Let me make it clear. Damn. These are the thoughts and opinions of Big AO and Big AO only. People at <clears throat> Wrestle Pierce, they love Brian Pillman Jr. I think you're fucking trash, mm. my nigga. Garbage, bro. Stop bro. wrestling, my nigga. I don't want to see that shit no more. Oh, my God. Oh Ryan, my God. I think your father was awesome, and I support your... Thank you for referring to the guys. Referring the guys, Anna. Thank Queen. you. Wow. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Anna, that's actually one of my personal friends. He's a fan of your work, and he thinks that your Joseph Aww. coverage is great. So, thank you. Uh, more, thank you so much, sir. Um, listen, uh... Yeah, no, Brian. Listen, man. Best of luck in your career. Whatever. Hangman, hangman. Goes. I got a question for you, Hangman. What's up, Rob? Is Brian Pillman Junior. your fucking father? Like, why are you sitting there? Big AO speaking nothing but facts. Five. Oh no, I just wanted to make my stance. Like, I just wanted to make my stance clear. Yo, um, Brian Pillman Junior. stood up to speak and swore through a fucking tomato at that nigga. And you know what they said? You know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? Um, Christopher Daniels, head of talent relations, said. Mm-hmm. You think he? Do you think he disciplined Swerve? Uh, I, I haven't asked Christopher Daniels. He did not, bro. He asked Swerve where he got that tomato from, and why didn't he bring one for everybody at the meeting to also throw this nigga Brian Pillman Jr. This is crazy. <laughs> this is this is this is this is spiteful, bro. It's very, <laughs> very spiteful, bro. Because Brian Pillman Jr. over there complaining about his push, talking about he wants to go to the WWE. Go to WWE and do what, bro? You're 30 years old. You can't wrestle. My, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say you can't wrestle. You can't wrestle very well, though. Like, come on, bro. Niggas, niggas thought you was like 23. You so underdeveloped. Stop all this bitching shit. Be happy with the push you got, my nigga. This is crazy. Monty, niggas, you when you was when you was running with Teddy Hart and MLW, nigga? And I TK came and saved you, nigga. Don't, don't forget. Monty, what do, you make of, what do you make of Tony Khan having his legal department person, <clears throat> Mega Parekh, Issue a warning via email to Nick Khan and Stephanie McMahon of WWE. Um, for those who don't know, Tony Khan officially has made a legal statement and a warning to WWE for them to stop contacting his talent. Monty, what do you make of this? What do you think of Tony doing this? What are your what are your what are your thoughts and opinions? 
he uh he sent Stephanie and Nick Khan a um, yeah an email with stern words. Yes, um, strong strongly worded email. Strong, very strongly worded very strongly complaint. Worded email. Yeah. Uh, I find it hilarious to be honest. Yeah. Uh, it was part of like a long. It was part of like a much longer report about the meeting and stuff. Yeah. And he just I saw that at the mo- at the bottom, and I was like, hold on, what? <laughs> No, just imagine Stephanie opening up that email, bro. Like, mm-hmm. come on, man. Then as soon, as soon as we tweeted it from the WrestlePurist account as well, like everyone just kind of uh, made a big joke of it, and it was because it's funny. Uh, it is, man. It was like you know Tony Khan channeling his uh his inner Karen, and uh, you know like I said, send it, send in a strongly worded email. We'll get to you in a second. Here's my thing. <laughs> Here's my thing, Monty. Um, you know, not to dunk on pro wrestlers, but they're not the most um, legal, literate people in the sense that um, if Tony tells them you can't do something regarding these relations, whether they technically can or cannot, um, most of them are just going to be scared into no longer doing it. And, you know, in the wrestling business, it's a carny business, and, you know, there is no union and uh, refereeing extra. Oh, Oh, he's oh he meant Anno's refereeing extra money for my spelling error. Wow, there you go. American Dragon, two dollars. Um uh more and American Dragon, thank you guys so much for your donations. <clears throat> Listen, Monty, these these wrestlers, you know, most of them they don't know the, the really detailed um legalities of what they can and can't do when it comes to these relationships, frankly. And most of them don't have agents, you know, and so they're not super business literate. And so if Tony Khan just comes in and essentially says and, and to, it's totally understandable from his perspective. But if he if he says, hey, stop fucking talking to them. Ten dollars. My phone died like 10 minutes ago. But how's your day hang, man? In case you couldn't tell, that was rhetorical. Nobody cares. Praise Big Air. <laughs> Lady Anna. Let's go. Cook, 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 cook. A man of culture. Thank you for your donation. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, and, and so so the bottom line, what I'm saying, uh, Monty, is most wrestlers are going to see that and be like, oh, shit, I should probably chill out, right? Because they don't know their rights. They don't know what they can and cannot do. But, bro, the bottom line is this. Um, you know, technically, yeah, when you're under contract, you are under contract. <laughs> it's it's Tony has the leverage over you in this situation when it comes to mm-hmm. letting you out of your deal, right? And so Tony, it's within Tony's rights to pretty much let people know, hey, when you're under my contract that's what you're under it's up to me if i want to let you go if you want to ask for that um but you know obviously he would prefer they wouldn't talk to them but it's like well i guess the point i'm making is if a certain wrestler got texted by triple h this morning and he responded you know how will tony truly know and it's like there's nothing he could really do that's why what he's doing is just essentially putting the pressure on his roster and wdb by just saying hey i know what you guys are doing stop fucking doing it you know um and as, as A.O. said in the past, you know, WWE's lawyer, Jerry McDevitt, in his opinion, is not him. So should this get, <clears throat> I guess, uglier and muddier and legal, um, who knows what would happen? Uh, I don't think it's going to go to that level. I just nah. think Tony, it's not going to go to that level. I think Tony just wanted to basically send a warning of his own. So there you go. Mm. A.O., what do, you, what do you think of Cody? I mean, Cody, Tony Khan. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, A.O., what do you think of Tony Khan uh, issuing that, that, uh, that email? Or sorry, Mega. This nigga just has fucking Cody Rose on the brain. Yeah, sick motherfucker. That's crazy. 
he's not gonna be back until around the rumble, bro. You're gonna make it, you're gonna be all right. Not seeing daddy Cody on TV every week. <laughs> it's honestly <laughs> driving me insane. Um, yeah. I miss Cody every waking moment of my existence as a wrestling fan, and uh, right. I need the American Nightmare back on television. I know how you should born born factory motherfuckers get down, bro. There's anyway, oh, honestly, bro, I'm not mad at Triple HDH for trying to get at AW talent. That's what he's supposed to be doing. I'm not mad at at Tony Khan for for getting Mega to be like, shut the fuck up, stop talking to my people. That's what he's yeah. supposed to be doing. People yeah. could be like, oh, it's anti-workers, blah 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 blah. Like, yeah, sure, but corporations and businesses, oh my God. Oh my God. like the concept of them are anti-workers. <laughs> I'm just building my five dollars on week. But I um, is, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> for the love. I'm, so, I'm so sorry. I forgot. Continue it. Oh, people forget like. AW is still a fledgling company. Like it's very yeah. new grand yeah. scheme of things. Like it's mm. only three years old. They can't afford like people people be like, oh well, when you guys when you guys say when WWE does XYZ, it's anti-workers, it's not, it's it's unconscionable, it's this, it's that. But you guys don't care when AEW does it, it's a difference. Like it's a when when you are a mon- monopoly on the business for 20 years, there's certain things that you that you can do and it won't hurt your bottom line at all. It won't hurt WWE to cut five people that were on television consistently. It would it would probably hurt AEW if they just was just like, hey, anybody who wants to release can get it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just like they 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 need these people at, at this moment right now. So it's just like I'm I'm not I'm not gonna fall TK because because people will be like, oh when when what happened to free Ali? But you guys don't want to free so and so. It's like, hey man, it's just they're not on the same level. They're not the same entity entities. Like they can't be held to the same standard because they're not the same. I I won't I won't be that much of a shill. But what I'll say is this: um, if 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 somebody, well, how did I do? I'll get to that. Listen, if I'm Tony Khan and someone wants out of my company, um, I ask myself two things: Do they matter so much that I'm gonna have to like fight over this? And and if the answer is no, then listen. If you want to go, you can go. If if it's Brian Danielson walking into my office saying Tony release me, you best believe I'm getting on my hands and knees and I'm crying. And, and then after I wipe my tears, um, it's time to play. So it's time to play. So you ain't got to give my loving away. So all my ladies say, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, daddy, hey, hey, oh hey. What God. song is this? Is, is daddy, is, no, 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 no. Is, is Daddy's Home by uh, Usher. For everybody oh. that doesn't know, that is the uh, official big AO theme song. At That's this crazy. We'll soon be transfer, uh, transitioning to uh, Munch by Ice Spice, streaming on all platforms now. Go ahead and give that a listen. Oh, you think that I'm feeling you? That nigga munch. That nigga munch. I thought no, it should be the it should be the hit rose song, man. The ooey. No, 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 no. Hit rose song. Ten dollars. BCC up. Old punker in the mud. He might be a great wrestling mind, but he's in the mud. Yes, sir. Tristan Jones. Fucking punk. Tristan. Tristan Jones. You're dead wrong. Thank you so much for the 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 ten dollar super chat. Great wrestling mind. I will explain you later why you're dead wrong. Um, what were we talking about? We were talking about we were talking about uh, oh 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 uh, no no, no. Email. Sorry, I remember wait, wait, wait. wait. Uh, yeah you can finish that Rob it, see if if you're someone who's Brian Danison level asking out and you're Tony Khan yeah. no your first response shouldn't be okay here's your here, here's your your walking papers no it should be what's the issue what's the problem why do you want to leave how can I make you no longer want to leave now if if at that point there's nothing you can do to alleviate and fix the situation then yeah frankly. 
morally, you should just let them leave. Um, but again, as the boss, as somebody who's running a company and you have these big stars, no, if, 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 if hypothetically Triple H hit up a bunch of people, said, hey, come here, you get this amount of dollars, right? And like seven people all at once in the same week hit up Tony Khan and said, give me my release. No, I'm going to get to the bottom of it. I'm going to talk to WWE. I'm going to say, stay the fuck away from my talent. And then I'm going to go to those talents and say, hey, listen, what, what's the issue here? Why do you really want to go? How can I make well, you go longer? So, See, now, hang on. So, so you call me a show, right? But let me put this. Let me put this extreme. Right. Uh, let me put this extreme scenario out there, right? Yeah. The elite, the elite, the elite walk into Tony Khan's office. The elite yeah. mocks and fucking MJF, and we'll throw fucking that Dick Rider Ricky Starks in there too. They all walk in TK's office, right? Okay. On on Wednesday. Yeah. And they're like, you know what, TK, you said you're for the workers, right, big bro? We oh, all want no. our fucking relief. Well, we're showing up to fuck. We're showing up to Friday night SmackDown, nigga. Mm -hmm. You tell me. You tell me that as as a as a businessman, as someone mm -hmm. who's quote unquote full of workers or whatever, he should do that. And you think you know, his company's gonna survive if he, if he behaves that way? If, if those individuals walked in my office asking for a release because they want to be on SmackDown, you know what I'm going to do? What? I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I I am going to hire as many armed as. You guys deserve all the success. Thank you so much for keeping us entertained. And also more stardom talk. Andy Sills, yes. 87. Appreciate you, sir. We are absolutely going to get to it. Uh, Anna is going to cook. And I promise you guys that. Um, that to me. Yeah. Yeah. Is, oh, is, that, so is, is that the Euro yeah, symbol? So fucking viewers right now. Pounds. Yeah, that's, uh, what's, what's that's pounds. Pounds, yeah. pounds. There you go. See, I'm so, I'm so non-worldly. The I Euro symbol. Uh, Euro is <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, um, Ayo, how many viewers we at? We're at fucking two hundred forty-seven. Holy shit! Yes, sir. Guys, you guys are you guys are just unreal. It's the combination of everybody's fan base. Ao has his people. Anna brings in a whole wave of her people. You know, I'm 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 Hollywood Hangman. I'm 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 a misunderstood artist. But listen, I appreciate everybody who's supporting the rest of the, the, the podcast. Monty, I would I would hire an armed assailant. Holy shit! Twenty dollars from Mason Rollison. Glad to listen to this podcast every week. Also, who do you think the all-out Joker is if it's not MJF? Mason, thank you for your question. We're going to address that when we talk about Dynamite. Um, Monty, i kill Hunter. Anyways, next topic. <laughs> <laughs> wait, look wait, at uh, look at me. Wait, hang me are you? Tiger so Style Pro, $4.99. The money is only for the motherfuckers who follow me on Twitter. My bad, Montel, <laughs> but that's on you, bro. W. There, there you go, Monty. Yeah, okay. Oh, I'm talking, oh, bro. I'm gonna say, bro, what are you doing? Will I know? Will I know who he is when I? Uh... He he I'm makes really good person. edits. He made that tremendous yeah, video. Oh, he's that guy. And, okay. and, and John okay. Mark, okay. Yeah, he's really good. The he's crack really good. addict. Yeah, 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 yeah. Follow him. Yeah. Um. Okay, Anna. Hello. Hi. Wake up. Okay, so um, <laughs> listen, Sandy Guevara and Eddie Kingston. Mm. Had a little bit of a of a skirmish, uh, a kerfluffle, a fight, uh, an altercation, um, a scrap, uh, heated exchange, and uh, allegedly it's because of what Sammy said in a promo about Eddie Kingston that did not make the air. Sammy Guevara basically made uh, criticism of his physique, and Eddie Kingston took an exception to that, and Eddie Kingston had some words for Sammy Guevara, and it was very heated, and he. Uh, attempted to swing at Sammy, and there was a separation. And Eddie Kingston had to serve some type of anger management-related punishment of some kind, and he was quietly suspended. Uh, to me, the fact that this was a quiet suspension of maybe one to two weeks that we didn't even notice 
reads as Tony Khan having to give him like a slap on the wrist. It's kind of a, I have to punish you. So it looks like it's tolerated, but like, I'm not really going to punish you, punish you, but please don't do that again. Okay, here you go. Walk in the cell. Okay, you can come out now. Anyway, that happened. And Sammy gave his uh, his side of the story to Fightful. And uh, Eddie Kingston made his statement. What do you make of this situation, Anna? <laughs> I will never, never, ever in my life say that Sammy Gavadi is right about anything. Yeah. Like, Sammy, he can come out and say that women deserve rights. I'll say that he's wrong. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, like I I'm, don't. I just don't, Sammy. I don't. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think it's a really weird situation. I think it was just a big miscommunication problem because Eddie didn't say that he couldn't talk about his body, but also yeah. Sammy didn't ask him, didn't clear his promo. And yeah. I think I understand why Eddie didn't say it because I don't think it's something that he he would like assume someone would do somebody shaming shit on him, you know? So mm -hmm. I kind of understand. I don't know if the reaction was warranted, but yeah. I mean, he probably wanted to punch Sammy a long time ago. So Just in how, general, how can you, yeah. How can you blame him? Come I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest with you, Anna. I, I think, uh, and this is going to sound crazy. $5 from pylons. TK let WWE have the off brand Alex Shelley. He booked the real thing. <laughs> Uh, Pylons is referring to Johnny Gargano, who made his uh, Raw debut this week, officially. Um, if you believe that he is the off-brand Alex Shelley, that's your, your opinion and you're entitled to it. Uh, Anna, honestly, I, I this is going to sound crazy. I think if anybody else called Eddie Kingston fat in a promo, he'd be annoyed, but it would just kind of be like, whatever. I think Sammy Guevara calling him fat really infuriated him. And he was like, I really just want to punch this guy. Yeah, you know, sometimes, sometimes niggas just be looking for an excuse, bro. They just like, oh, like, I just need any excuse, my nigga. Please, I'm going to shut it off on you. Like, I mean, look, man, look, and this is super subjective and biased. Man, I look at Sammy's face and I get angry. You know, I he he is a very annoying person. You know, it's why he's a better heel than a babyface. He he very much is good at being a prick, and I'd I'd like to theorize that maybe it's because he maybe is a prick in real life. Um, yeah, Sammy, he made me turn on the only Brazilian we have there, so yeah, he deserves to get punched for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he definitely deserves a punch for it. That's the thing, and so I I honestly think, and, and look, yeah, I I think it is an overreaction on Eddie's part, um, to to want to physically assault this man over a line in a promo. Um, yeah. but, but, but again, I, I honestly think, and look, Eddie Kingston is Eddie Kingston. Does the story surprise me? No, Eddie Kingston, the line between work, Eddie Kingston and shoot Eddie Kingston doesn't exist. What you see with him is kind of what you get. And he doesn't really do the whole acting for wrestling thing on television. Um, you know, all the things that I'm told about when it comes to Eddie Kingston behind the scenes, it, it's so in line with what you hear on television, which is just, he wears his heart on his sleeve. He believes what he says. He doesn't say anything that he doesn't believe. And, you know, he's very honest with how he feels about people. Um, Rob, $5. Shout out to TK for getting Mega to email Triple H and threatening to give him a swirly, throw his lunch on him, and shove him in the locker room again. That didn't happen. Uh, so, yeah, I look, man, Eddie Kingston, does the story surprise me? No. I think he just wanted to fight Sammy Guevara in general, to be honest with you. Um, and, 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 and to his credit, to his credit as a professional, um, he did put out the statement where he said that he was wrong and I'd imagine Tony Khan, you know, kind of maybe winked and nudged him to say, you should probably make a statement because 
you know, technically you're not supposed to do that. So please, Eddie Kingston, just say something. And so he did, to his credit, he did. And he made his statement, and his statement was a bit defensive and threw some shade at Eddie Kingston. Um, but ultimately, I think everybody, even whether it's publicly or secretly, uh, they, 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 I think everyone agrees that uh, Eddie probably shouldn't have uh, attacked. I him. don't agree. I don't agree. <laughs> nigga, fuck all that. Nigga, I don't, fuck, I don't like this. Go ahead, nigga. Rob. Go ahead, Rob. Talk I don't fuck with the way Eddie is being gaslit right now. We're like, what is happening? Mm. This is crazy. All right, break it down for me, Rob. How, how is Eddie me Kingston per- being gaslighted? Me, me personally, you know, me personally. Yeah, nigga, nigga, you know, because you know how it go back there, bro. You know, yeah. you know how it goes sometimes in the locker room, nigga. Niggas will say shit on TV, right? Niggas will be yeah. like, "Oh, you," f-, so he'll be like, "Oh, you fat fuck," right? <laughs> niggas will go, but you know, niggas will be backstage. You know, we do this all the time. You know, see me personally, mm-hmm. Eddie, I wouldn't take that kind of disrespect. And so that nigga Eddie probably walked up to him. And he probably said that shit again. So he deserved to get the shit smacked on him, bro. I don't like the way this nigga's being gaslit, bro. You hey, Rob, 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 here's my, here's my, here's that's a lot of probably. Hey, 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 here's the thing, Rob. I'm gonna be honest with you. Look, I like Eddie Kingston, and I, I do believe that he is a tough guy, you know, the tough guy that he portrays himself. But at the same time, I've watched Eddie Kingston promo segments where he was called a bum by CM Punk, and Chris, oh, God, Jericho, and, 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 Chris, and Chris Jericho called him a, 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 a failure. You know, Brian Danielson said that he didn't put in the work to be a great wrestler. Um, and which is and and it basically made the implication that hey man you know I, I get in shape I work out and you don't you know Sammy's I, statement I, I, I never I never crazy it was worse the, 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 the thing that really stood out was like he was airing out details that like yeah um I'm not sure we knew about like you said um Eddie Kingston's I'm sure he mentioned something about Eddie Kingston having to take anger management since this. Yeah. Um, he mentioned this isn't the first time Eddie Kingston's blew up backstage. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was snitching. I, I don't, yeah. Yeah, don't I trust him then. I don't trust him. These are all things that people know to be true, though. No, Love no, I need, I need these. I, Thank you, sir. Amin no. I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going to put any names out there. I'll never do that. Yeah. These are all things that people, people that know AEW wrestlers know these things to be true. I mean, so yes, like, no, no, no. Hey, no, 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 no. I'm gonna just say, bro, because nobody, nobody wants to be honest. Okay. What Eddie did was corny as fuck. You can't, mm. bro. If 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 you're that mad at somebody calling you fat on television, tell mm. them not to call you fat on television. Don't go around. You're a professional wrestler, bro. You're a fat professional wrestler. You're gonna get called fat. You can't put your hands on people because of that. It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Eddie knows he doesn't care. He just wanted to do that shit. So everybody's like, oh my god, just, Eddie's so real. Eddie's so real. So if Eddie was yeah. so real, bro, he would slap the shit out of Sammy for whatever he actually had an issue. I don't think that his feelings were hurt from getting called fat. I don't believe that no, for a second. No. I, I don't believe, believe exactly. This, this is a 40 year old man from New York. What are you talking about? Yes. Yeah, like, but according to what the oh, don't don't use that shit as an excuse, bro. That's corny. In my yeah. opinion, I'll to... I spent yeah, hours Eddie. making a fucking. Uh, I, I, mean, <laughs> I spent hours making a what's it called? Uh, a mixtape for Eddie, bro. I <laughs> fuck with Eddie, but that shit. I don't agree with that. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah. bro, everybody. I don't know, bro. Like, you can't fucking throw a temper tantrum because someone because someone called the fat professional wrestler fat. So, oh my god, body shaming. He's a character on a television show. He's a bad guy on a television show who said some bad guy things. Stop crying, bro. 
Well, like yes, I said, the thing with uh, hey winter. Oh my God, winner ten dollars. Queen, with, with, with queen, queen. Uh, winner, thank you so much for the super chat. Thank we you. appreciate the, you so much for supporting. Go ahead, Anna. The thing with Eddie, like I think he's so open about defending his colleagues when his colleagues get body shame on Twitter or something like that. Like yeah. he really went to the bed for Adam Cole, so I feel like that's how he thinks. Mm-hmm. So I, I understand the whole thing, like Semi's a heel and whatever, but I feel like yeah. Eddie thinks like that, you know, so. That's so, like a trigger point for him. For sure. Yeah, yeah. But for sure, it wasn't just about the, the Fed. Yeah, the yeah. Fed like he just doesn't the, like the him. Promo. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to say her name in the chat, but her last name is Anderson. But mm-hmm. I, I promise you, bro, like it had to be something more than that nigga just getting called fat, bro. Yeah, it was. That's what I was about to get to. Like in in the different reports, it says. Uh, I'm sure in one in one of them, it says that Eddie Eddie was mad about one of the re- one of the reasons Eddie was mad mad about being called fat um, was because Eddie like he buried the feud. So Eddie obviously Eddie was supposed to be going over. So Eddie going over Sammy, the fat goal getting the win, just bury Sammy apparently. Um, so he was mad about it burying the feud, and apparently no, when he not. when he brought it up to Sammy, Sammy was uh, you know, Sammy dismissive wasn't apparently yeah dismissive, and apparently he was like smirking in his face and shit. So, but you know that logic doesn't make any sense because it was like if you if you keep insulting someone over and over again in your promo segments and then they win, it's the heel got their comeuppance. It's not it's not Eddie you fat bitch, Eddie you fat bitch, Eddie you fat bitch, and then. He, <laughs> And then Sammy ends up winning. That would bury Eddie. But but Sammy being a smug dickhead, being like, oh, look at my body. Look at your body. Like, you can't some apples. Blah, 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 blah. Honestly, that's, Hangman that's is a chill dude. Wait, wait, wait. Like, Honestly, Hangman is a chill dude and always gives honest takes. I'm down with him, even though he got squashed by Awen four minutes. 4.5 stars. <laughs> uh, I did not. I've never gotten squashed by anybody in the history of the Russell Pierce podcast. I've squashed um, I, I have never I have never been I've never boy. been beaten by anybody. Um this is my ring and an AO happens to be standing in it. Apple spitting thank you so much for your donation. Go ahead guys but um, oh, I know what I had to say bro I don't know you guys you guys let your uh Sammy Guevara hate get in the way of objectivity and shit. No yeah, it's it's crazy. Crazy. I just I just I do like I, I can't deny it, but still. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> but, but still, like I, I understand. Yeah, I, yeah, I understand the point. <laughs> I, I, I just believe it was more than just the, you, you fat fuck. Like I just think, it was obviously, yeah. obviously, yeah. All right, anybody yeah. can believe that, but you're taking that as fact and and basing your opinion on shit that you don't know. Listen, man. At yeah, the end of the day, cool. at the end of the day, <laughs> Eddie. Eddie did what he did, and he did own up to it, and his suspension is over. And we'll see if they resume the feud. I'm not sure at this point because the match is no longer listed publicly or internally uh, for All Out. So, you know, we'll see what happens there. I really hope – it would be a real shame if Eddie Kingston doesn't wrestle on his pay-per-view because I heard Eddie um, Eddie Kingston on pay-per-view never misses. Like, it's always great when he wrestles. Go ahead, Eddie. What's up, Eddie? I heard that the match is still happening. Okay. At all. Okay. I w- I was told by someone that, uh, earlier today, and I, I don't like this. And I actually, I'm gonna lead this into a broader question with you guys. Someone said that this this drama will be utilized on television now that it's been resolved. And um, I. 
the Wrestle Purist universe needs a Chris robot voice in voice running at some point. We oh. should probably address uh, Chris. Um, of course, yeah. when we first when we first dropped the tweet, Chris was supposed to be on this podcast. Um, but... He's got a tummy ache. <laughs> he does have a tummy ache. He apparently has food poisoning. So um, send him nice messages. At him Absolutely. on Twitter. Say Absolutely. something nice. You know, well, uh, speak him up, shout him out, yeah. follow him. Uh, at Chris O'Bread, I believe is his Twitter app. Um, but yeah, he's got food poisoning. He'll be yeah. back. Uh, you'll be back before too long absolutely my broad question for you guys is this every every week now there's this backstage drama story and people are like oh my god what's going on and people are talking about it and then it gets implemented in some way on television um what do you guys feel about this work to shoot direction aw's going in up and down the card because in my in my opinion hold on rob in my opinion you know it's cool with cm punk and some of the uncertainty regarding his situation and mjf and that stuff I personally, I don't need this to be every single storyline on the show. I'd rather just good stories that are crafted by people who are cooperating and telling these stories. You know, I don't need every single thing to be, oh my God, a Fightful report came out and then this thing came out and people are talking about it and on Twitter and on, on the show, they're winking and nudging at this thing and referencing it in promos. I don't need every, I don't want AEW to just turn into a top to bottom work shoot show. Uh, what do you guys feel about this direction and, 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 and this recent trend? I'll, I'll go uh, because I have a message from Chris first. I know this is like 20 minutes late, but he said, he says, uh, anyone over the age of 30 acting like Triple H, they daddy, and didn't have a father growing up are Shaboing Boing Centerfield. For, that's number one. Number two, I, I don't like it. I don't fuck with it. I, I, especially because mm-hmm. you remember how the whole, the, the Shaboing, like the, uh, the fucking sandbag shit came out with them. Yeah. Yeah, and then Britt Baker lame, and that's ass. a mess right now. Shout out Britt Baker, though. But Britt Baker lame ass started coming on the fucking TV show, started talking about Satan bagging and shit like that. And it's like, bro, yes. like, it's not, it's not even like it's. What, what is the point of this? Like, <laughs> no, I'm gonna stop, right stop you right there. I'm gonna stop you right there and ask everybody a question. I'll start with Anna. Anna, did that Britt Baker th- sandbagging bit make you want to see a Thunder Rosa Britt Baker rematch? No, it made me want to die. Actually, exactly. So. Yeah. Monty, did that <laughs> did that Jesus. sandbagging bit on television make you want to see what? again? What? Why is Anna so morbid whenever you bring up Brit Baker? Like, it's, it's, it's never like it's never. Oh yeah, it's, it's like oily. Say, real quick, real quick. Oily. I, I, think I asked Anna this before, but I don't remember her answer. And you have you ever liked Brit Baker? Like ever? Like even for like maybe a week or anything? <laughs> yes, or I, yeah, not? and. I think you you asked me this on a space, and I'll say the same thing that I said that I used to like her when she had her like broken and she couldn't wrestle. Yeah. But, like, oh yeah, yeah, I remember when, you, when she was said, doing the whole yeah. role model gimmick and shit. You, yes, yes, because she wasn't in the ring, so I didn't have anything against her. But besides that, just I when she steps into the ring, I can't defend her honestly. I think she had a great great aesthetic. She's really pretty. Her outfits are amazing. But besides that. Like the promos and the, the matches, I don't fuck with that at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure, listen, unless anyone objects, I'm sure everyone would agree that that sandbagging bit did not make anybody more interested in seeing these people fight. You know, maybe, maybe. Maybe yeah, you want it made me um, want on um, Brit off TV for a minute, bro. I was like, yo, yeah, Brit, and, have to go away. And, and so that's else. my thing, you know, I, I think we've gotten to a point where like. There's a belief that like, oh my God, backstage drama, throw it on TV and it's gonna make it make it interesting. 
Um, not in every case, and it shouldn't be done up and down the show. And there's um, there's, there's a difference because I I fucking hate work shoes, bro. I don't care who's doing it. I don't care mm. if it's fucking John Cena and Roman Reigns because their entire summer Sam feud, every fucking promo Cena cut was a work shoe. I don't mm. care if it's like CM Punk or whoever the fuck. Like, I don't right. like it, that. It was very, it was very meta. The, yeah, the it was very meta, bro. Like everything John Cena had to say. But Wake up, like, thank um, you for your two dollar donation. When Britt grabs some some work shoes, uh, that's funny. But uh, some work shoes they make, they actually make sense in yeah. like on television. Like like Sammy Guevara cut a promo where he called Eddie Kingston a fat fuck. He cut that promo and he walked backstage where Eddie Kingston was. Eddie Kingston was like, "Yo, you, you was out there calling me fat, my nigga," and try to beat him up. How does that not make sense in wrestling? You know what I mean? That that, per, that makes hundred percent in the sure. world of wrestling, right? So sure. I, I I like that being turned into a feud because that makes okay. sense. But Britt Baker coming on TV with a fucking sandbag and handing it to to a woman that she doesn't like. What does that mean, bro? In in in, right. in, in wrestling, wrestling, wrestling or on television right. or in kayfabe, what the <laughs> fuck does that mean? Right. Like, I honestly, I, I honestly think, I honestly think like the best example of a work shoot that we've gotten like the last year and a half or so is probably Eddie and Punk at for full gear. Hold because, on, Jordan Patu said I've been shouting about AEW being too online for its own good for a while. They've tried too hard to pop Twitter, and now genuine resentment is being developed. Oh my God, wait, dog, dog. The biggest example of that was we'll get into it later. The show later in the show was the Max Caster uh, rap. Oh, yeah, nice. that yeah. was the biggest example of it where yes. he was where he literally goes like uh some about having a backstage meeting because they were talking about it all day and they and did the not crowd, react. And the crowd did not react the best but no the best example of it we've had like in the last year and a half is eddie and punk because at least it got people actually wanting to watch the show and mm-hmm. wanting to see for for other than kenny and hangman they wanted to see punk and eddie it's yes. like with Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa shit. Like uh, Anna said, it wanted it to make her die, like die. Fucking Ao was like, "Well, why the fuck <laughs> do I want to see this?" So it's like, wh- what are we doing this for? What, not it, it ruins work shoots every every so often. Literally ruins the effect of a work shoot, mm-hmm. and it's ruining it with every yeah. fucking with every story. It's just ruining it. <clears throat> Apple speaking. Thank you again. Two dollars. Podmates will break always. Good vibes. Um, if you send, yeah, if you send questions with the super chats, I may save them for a little bit later, so I'm not ignoring anybody. Uh, mm. Sure, so yeah, sure. We'll, we'll blast through some of the questions when we get to them. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so we're going in this works your direction. I just, again, I, it's it's too much right now. It, it's too much. You know, I I I I I I like the idea of um, AEW being vague with the media and and not leaving things super open and you questioning what's real and what's not um but i think there's a there's a there's a a point where it's like does this even help the stories on the show though you know what i mean like yeah it's cool to have the media guessing on something like the media has no idea what's going on with mjf that's cool you know that's cool he is radio silent we don't know what's going on with him we don't know if he's resigned we don't know if his contract's been frozen we don't know if he's sitting out his deal we don't know that's cool six star says twenty dollars i have to go this is for when Anna gets to talk about starting because I know she'll cook. She will cook. Y'all rock. Sure. Can't wait to listen to this later on. Russell Pierce is purifying the wrestling podcast and media scene. Six Star, we love you. I love you, Six you. Star. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I don't, you know, a real one. Absolutely. I don't, I don't, I don't love this direction at all. Really, to be honest with you, I don't love it at all. Um, 
you know, it's like you're trying to outthink the room and tinfoil hat shit and like, oh, we're going to work the media on this and this and that and turn this in real and turn that real. It's that's that Russo WCW bullshit. I'm not a fan of it. You know, for the MJF thing, it works totally. Don't do it for the whole show. Um, the other is Does there any what's up? Does I mean, well, for the MJF, she it, it works in the sense that he is genuinely mysterious, and, and I think mm-hmm. that, I think that it is cool that we don't know shit about him in real life, and we don't know anything about his actual opinions on any of this, and um, it, it does make for a unique experience that I I do think is pretty cool. Um, the last a wild, drama, a wild Chris in the love chat. We'll make it's a lot of when we, when we when we dunk on punk and hanger. We'll we'll see about that, Chris O'Bread. You know, I, 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 I think you know. should attend to your fucking tummy, sir. Um, Damn. Yeah. 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 Go worry about your go worry about your tummy, little boy. The last drama thing with AEW is is the Thunder Rosa situation, which is another mess, man. Like she's she is now taking a hiatus. Um you know, because she has an alleged injury to her back, um, but but we're being we're being told now that she has so much heat on her from the Britt Baker faction inside of the women's division, um, because she's allegedly stiff and she's hurt people and she's hurt, um, she's hurt Jamie Hader, and there was a wild report from I believe it was Joe Lanza of Voices of Wrestling that she had to hide in a bathroom stall because she didn't want to get beat up by Jamie Hader. Word on the street, word word on the street, word on the street is Hader had her ass fucking. Crying and see, crying and coping and see, then hiding in the fucking bathroom for her life, nigga. Yeah, and and and, and Sean and, wasn't um, able to confirm that too. Because yeah, Sean, Sean was not able to confirm that. I may or may not have been told that this that didn't happen. That specific aspect. Um, Thunder Rosa has now left Twitter. She's left. She's left her account to her handler. She made a, a shady post on her Instagram page. Um, she is going away now. There's there's um assumption that she is uh, really talk taking the, uh, talk the Instagram post. Then. I don't have it in front of me right now. That's the problem. I'll, I'll pull it up. Is it a yeah, post yeah. or is it a story? We'll find out. Said, while while you guys are pulling that up, yo, someone on Twitter said <laughs> that Jamie Hader's ass cheeks <laughs> sounded like Godzilla's footsteps when Thunder Rosa was hiding in that bathroom. <laughs> Oh, Listen, y'all are insane. It is not that big, bro. Y'all are acting like she is Meg the Stallion on steroids. You sure, you sure about that? It is. It is not like that. Y'all are y'all are doing too much, man. Wait, was it? Uh, was crazy. This, you said this was. You said this post was last night. Her Instagram. It was on her story. I don't know. Oh, probably, uh, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead read it. Read yeah, it. you go ahead, Monty. Go ahead. Okay, it's a story. It's just one of those, you know, yeah. kind of like a background. It's just, you know, uh, stay away from negative people. They have a problem for every solution. Um, this week, give yourself permission to do what's best for you, even if it upsets other people. Yeah, I I don't know what to say at this point, man. I, mm. you know, Thunder Rosa has been very gracious and nice to me in my interactions with her. I'll just be forward and open with you guys about that. Uh, I've interacted with Thunder Rosa in the past, and she's been very, very nice to me, right? Um, but at, at the same time now, it, it is a situation where there's multiple people who have had problems with her, whether it be Ivelisse and I think Diamante, whether it be uh, Britt, you know, Britt Jamie. Baker and Jamie. No, no, no. Diamante has never had an issue. Okay, with, uh, okay. Right, thank, 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 you. thank you for clearing that up. But yeah, but Ivelisse, well, you know, these are public now. Ivelisse, uh, 
Britt Baker, Jamie. Um, you know, there's the whole situation with uh, Marina Shafir. And, um, you know, I, again, I, I Thunder Rosa, by all means, seems like someone who is, uh, you know, a, a nice person, a hard worker, someone who's for the team. But, you know, I have all these scattered incidents of other people who've had issues with her. And so it is it is it is getting increasingly hard um, to, I guess, I don't know the word to sympathize, but just uh, give her the benefit of the doubt, if that makes any sense. And, and that, that kind of sucks because it's like then I have to take Britt Baker's side and I don't want to do that. Um, but it does appear, if nothing else, that she um, her her team backstage has won this argument, if that makes any sense. And and people are totally in the company are now on her side. Um, and she definitely took her victory lap on television. She, you know, not to get too deep into it, she talked on the mic on TV. And it, you know what it felt like to me, Monty? I don't know who here has seen this, but at WrestleMania 13, um, Bret Hart cuts a promo before the main event. And he basically buries Shawn Michaels because um, Shawn Michaels was supposed to lose the WWF championship to Bret Hart at WrestleMania 13. And months before the show, he randomly retires abruptly and claims that he lost his smile and that he was injured. And I believe it was a back injury. And um, it was kind of bullshit. He just didn't want a job to Bret Hart. And Sean was at the show, but he was, you know, he was in, in action. And Sean basically, and Bret basically called him a pussy and unprofessional and, you know, said that you were ducking him. And Britt Baker, with her promo, when she kind of implied, like, hey, yeah, you're hurt, but hey, I was hurt and I never left. I, I worked with, with a broken wrist. Um, so that was her victory lap uh, with the whole situation. It worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, I'm, exactly. on, I'm on I'm on Ivelisse's Twitter right oh, no. now and it's nasty, no. bro. It's nasty. It's nasty. <laughs> about, is on Twitter talking about Ivelisse was right all along. Yeah. Um it's looking like it's not it's looking like um AW's not the home of lollipops and rainbows that mm. Tony Khan tried to uh trade to be. Another mm. person said once again Ivelisse was right about Rosa. Mm. Um mm. Thunder Rosa's an unsafe worker. Like these likes are nasty, can I, bro. Can I, can I can I be honest? I I will say this. Look again, if if really all this is true and Thunder Rosa is just kind of like a manipulative politician who's kind of <clears throat> set you know kind of fucked with people like that and taking partner is just and, stiff. So here's my thing. If <laughs> if if, if Ivelisse really truly is right, um, a lot of people do owe her a bunch of apologies, and no, I don't no, really feel I, bad for her. Because... Honestly, I don't feel bad for Ivelisse because why, why? Um, if it wasn't this, it would have been something else. She has had issues literally every single place that she's ever been. So Jesus you know what? God. It's just how it goes. I'm sorry. I guess. Bro, she's, I guess. She was like, literally the last you thing. You deserve the benefit of the doubt at this point. You've had issues everywhere that you've ever worked. Here's my question for the panel. Here's my question for the panel uh, to, 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 to get this on track. Um, I'm going to start with Anna on this. This women's division situation with the title and the beef between Thunder Rosa and Team DMD is a fucking mess. Um, yeah. and, and she went on TV and she was struggling through her words and she was crying and it was 47 seconds and she basically said, I'm going away. It's an interim title. Um, do you think, Anna, that she should have just relinquished the championship? What do you make of the situation? What should they do with the women's championship? And should they... Should they go back to Brit, the Britt Baker well and just rely on that? Or no, should, they say, no, no. should they say, fuck all of this no. and get, put it on somebody and just go in a completely different direction with the women's title? No, that absolutely no, not. Go, that go ahead, Anna. Yeah, no. no, look, the way I see it, first of all, I think the way that Rosa cut her promo and relinquished, the, not relinquished, she said she had to go away was yeah. really weird. 
Like she had to do it backstage in 47 seconds. 47 seconds, right. Yeah, she didn't need like the whole 10 minute simpunk thing, I know that, but no. at least like go to the ring, you know. I yeah. I think mm -hmm. it was really, really weird, kind of disrespectful. I, I don't know, it was mm. a weird situation, especially because Britt Baker got to cut a promo on the ring, so yeah, and she just <laughs> totally destroyed her like verbally. Yes, so I, I don't mm. know, it's definitely a messy situation, mm. but I think that the match at all out is gonna be better now. The fatal four way, I think, yeah, it's gonna yeah. Be a better match. yeah, yeah. Have so you guys, at least okay. with that, yeah. what, what are you gonna ask? I was gonna say, have you noticed like Kenny? So Kenny Omega, when he's around, he lays out the women's matches, right? And I don't know if you guys have noticed when Kenny does that, he tends to do a lot of multi-woman matches. Uh, there was a homecoming dynamite in Daly's place in January of 2020, and it was a multi-woman match that was really good. There was one uh I, I can't remember when, but he's really good at the the, the multi-woman tags, multi-woman matches, and um he loves he she does one of his people clearly and that's why he kind of fit her in the situation and he loves having his people in there and and laying out these matches where they can all kind of do their stuff and it's like a really cohesive well put together match and i, I do think that that like you said and i do think that that match is going to be really good i remember when i released used the wattpad to write about her time in nxt thinking no one would find out it's her uh man of culture thank you for the donation could finish your point anna no, I was gonna say that it's gonna be a better match because you have three great wrestlers and yeah. great, so she'll be carried to her first great pay-per-view match. Yeah. And as long as she doesn't win, I think I'm, I'm good with that. Mm -hmm. So Tony, he has like 70, 75% chance of making it a, a good decision. So if he goes <laughs> for the 25% chance and give it to Brie Baker, I, I don't know if I'll ever be able to defend him and like ever again. You have three great options. Sheeta again yeah. is a great option. She never got to have her reign with public. Yeah. Tony for me is personally who I'm rooting for because the the news are that Tony was already going to win it. So and I think yeah. she deserves it. She's a great bridge with the stardom talent that are starting yeah. to come into the United States because she mm -hmm. wrestled there for a while. Mm -hmm. And Jamie, she's she's also been in stardom, but I don't know if she's ready to be champion yet. I think she needs mm -hmm. to have her little story bridge before that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but. It would also be cool to see her as a champion. But personally, going with Brie Baker, I think, is the stupidest thing they could possibly yeah. do right now. The, the Rob, vision is past that. Britt was banging on the stall with the cavity drill. That, <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, you know, for, for 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 the interest of not being redundant, I'll, I'll, I'll move on then and segue, Anna. You 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 said it perfectly with um, Tony Storm being a, a stardom bridge. And, yeah. and I, I, think, I think the prospect of... Um, I just think Kenny Omega being around makes me more optimistic for the women's division because when he's around, their matches, if nothing else, the matches are better. Um, you know, you can say what you want about maybe the builds to these things or whatever, but like he was on, he was traveling a few months ago for like two weeks prematurely. And when he was on the road, we had these two really good matches on Rampage. We had Yuka Sakazaki versus Riho and Riho versus Ruby Soho. Neither match was particularly long, but both of them were very entertaining. And, and I thought that was just a glimpse in a window. And so the prospect of Tony Storm holding the belt, working with stardom talent and, um, you know, other talents that are more, I guess, work rate oriented with Kenny Omega putting those matches together, to me, if nothing else, means that you're going to get better women's wrestling on the show. So that's exciting. Yes. And, 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 and with the stardom mention, Anna, I'm going to just go right to you. Five-star Grand Prix is still going on. I actually watched a lot of the Corrigan Hall show that you recommended last week. I thought it was sensational, um, and and I appreciate you recommending it to me because um, my my antennas are up, my eyes are open. There are so many talented women on this on this brand, 
And uh, I, I enjoyed what I watched since then. Anna, what's happened with stardom? What's going on with the five star GP? What's what's happening? What's the update on Kyrie? Uh, what should what do we what do we yeah. uh, what do we need to look out for? So there was a start on stardom pay per view this weekend. Stardom yeah. X Stardom. I I talked about it a little bit last week because there was gonna be the Kyrie versus Akamitani match, which is probably the biggest money match stardom has right now. I think it's one of the biggest women's matches in the world right now. Like. If I'm being mm. honest, because Saya is the wrestler of the year and Kyrie, she's Kyrie. I mean, she's phenomenal. Yeah. But Kyrie, yeah, she got COVID, so the match was canceled, mm. and that that broke my heart. Like, yeah, yeah, you were you were you were it, really you were coping on the timeline. Even old was calling the floor. Damn, I'm, down, right? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm as casual as it gets when it comes. Yeah, to, uh, it felt like a big match. Like beyond like just people who watched the tournament, it felt like even if you're not a regular stardom watch like that's one to keep an eye out for you know but Corey hasn't had yeah. like a huge singles match yet actually. yeah she had one versus starlight kid when okay. she came back yeah, yeah, but like it's a title match against saya so it's yeah. a little bit a big more deal. important mm -hmm. yeah it's a big deal and there's the whole thing like we we haven't seen saya face such a threat as Kyrie before so <laughs> yeah, yeah sure so it was really heartbreaking. We don't know when they will schedule, schedule the match. So it's kind of a sad situation. But still, the show was really good. Like I said, Sayesh's wrestler of the year. So she pulled an amazing match in the last second. It was phenomenal. The five-star Grand Prix is still happening. Mm -hmm. They will have another Karakin Hall show this weekend. So there's something to look out for. And in this Karakin Hall show, they said they, they will announce a big international name that will take part in the tournament to decide who will be in the finals of for the first IWGP Women's Champion. And they said that it's a super famous international name, so everybody's like kind of yeah, wondering it's, who it's it is. crazy. I, yes. I, who do you think, Anna? Because to me, this is crazy, right? I saw that, and my heart jumped, because I'm like, that sounds like Sasha Banks, but like, Sasha mm. Banks is going back to that WWE. Who is this person? <laughs> It'll be Tony. Yeah. I would I, love if, if it would be Tony because Hasiogawa, the owner of Stardom, he absolutely loves Tony Storm. She's okay. the only woman there to win a Cinderella tournament and a five-star Grand Prix in the same year. There's like wow. winning the New Japan Cup and the G1 in the same year. Like no one ever did. Mm -hmm. So he absolutely loves her. I definitely see it going this way. And I hope it's her because if it is Britt Baker and there's a high chance of being Britt Baker. Like we won't have another Stardom hour next week because I will be anti-Stardom. I'll never talk about the company again. You're like, gonna protest, it's, right? It's, it's, yes. Yo, yo, Anna, Anna, Anna if it happens, you're gonna go back on your own morals and and, and just make it a TJPW hour. I guess. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but the That's thing funny. is, yes, and they'll they'll decide the champion in the Stardom New Japan show, yeah. which is gonna be great. But if it is if it is Britt Baker, I, I mm. don't know if I can do this anymore. But still, Stardom before without like everything before they announce whatever it is still yeah. having great matches the start nathan no, DePaul to us it's brit baker element you, you can you can take take your two dollars i i don't want <laughs> i don't want your money <laughs> I, I i you know what i, I i'm curious oh. and i i didn't get to ask you about this choco pro hour um, my my friend who who mentioned you earlier, Anna, he's a big he's a big Chaco Pro watcher. Actually, he knows the he knows the Chaco Pro lore. He tells me about it, and it seems insane. 
Um, it's really it, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and also, yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow, sorry, for no, tomorrow, fine. there's a stardom show that's called New Blood. That's a show that they do for rookies and younger talents. They actually get a lot of talents of other Joshi companies to yeah. go and do matches there. And it's live on YouTube for free, so you guys can watch it. They need to pay you, Anna, honestly. They Yo, need that, a, you know, I, I also is, is think that so. Choco <laughs> Post and the, uh, is, that, is that the May uh, merchant? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Get him in the fucking chat, bro. Get him to start tweeting these links out too. Honestly, yeah, we should. Um, Anna, Anna, your analysis has been awesome. Uh, uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you about because I didn't get to, to talk about this with you. Um, what do you make of this whole New Japan Stardom thing and the IWGP uh, uh, Women's Championship that they're doing and, and that pairing? Uh, what, what are your feelings on that and, and the upcoming joint show with like all the mixed tag matches? Oh, I love it. I think it's a great way to show starting to a whole different audience that don't don't really know them, that yeah. don't really watch women's wrestling because New Japan is just men's wrestling. So I think it's great yeah. that they're opening this door. And the IWGP women's title is actually pretty cool because they have a similar title on Stardom that's called the SWA title, which is they can only be defended against people of different nationalities other than yours. So it's yeah. kind of the traveling title, something they did, but it's because of the pandemic, Stardom fell flat, and now it hasn't been defended in such a long time. Mayu mm -hmm. is the is the current champion, so I think she's gonna get the WGP Women's Title. There's no one better to to be the first champion for that, and I think that title is a great opportunity because they talk a lot about how the title will be defended in big New Japan shows, big Stardom shows, and all around the world. So that people should definitely know more Stardom, and I think that's yeah. a great way to do it. So I do understand there's some people that didn't like it at first and are sort of against it. But mm -hmm. I don't know why, because it's only going to bring great things to Stardom. And there's, that's, that's all we're actually that's really rooting for. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you saw the card. Uh, to me, it's so fascinating because it's like Siri and Filthy Tom versus Julia and Zach is incredible matchmaking. I saw that. I was on the floor with this tag team. I had no idea. I had no <laughs> I didn't even think that Julia and Zach Sabre Jr. was a possibility. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was just phenomenal. This match I did not see coming at all, and it's mm -hmm. gonna be incredible. But I really do think that they should let Shuri kick Zack Saber Jr. They should let, let, let me let me tell you interactions. Yeah. Go ahead, Monty. Talk Ju to me. Ju Julia and Zack Saber Jr. Might mm -hmm. be the greatest mixed tag tag, tag team yes. of all time. Yes, <laughs> yes. I, I think, see that, bro. I think this concept is a cool idea, man. I to me, and and I, obviously I, I say this all the time when I talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling, but um. You know, until they get a, a proper injection of new blood that uh, have some star power, um, there's just a lot of redundancy in their cards and the talent that they feature. And so I think a great way to switch things up and, and do something interesting and productive is um, is this, uh, th this 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 mixed um, tag card that they're putting together. And, and the other thing, like Anna said, it introduces a new audience to these talents, right? I, I Here's the thing. How, think about this. Think about how many people who watch New Japan are going to familiarize themselves with these talents by seeing them next to their favorite wrestlers from the, the promotion, newsman. Uh, so I think it's just, it's a cool idea. I'm going to be watching the show, um, and, and I, I hope I hope more people uh, check it out. I think Anna, you've done a great job just shining a light on uh, this side of professional wrestling. Your insight is tremendous. Um, you put a lot of work in when it comes to just. Um, outlining the matches that we need to see it's all on your pin tweets you have your own podcast that you you talk about all this content with your breakdowns here are very much valued and appreciated and and uh it, it just on a personal level it's it's not open my eyes would suggest that i didn't 
know this, but and I, I was aware of the stardom product and the quality and the and the talent. I've seen some stuff, but um, but what you did do is you, um, you segue you 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 gave me a easy outlet to get into uh, what's been happening right now, like easier. And so I thank you for that. Um, so everybody, round of applause in the chats, uh, in the, in the, in, also, in the like, video. I just, I just yeah. want to do like a little plug because I'm yeah. on the new five star Joshi podcast episode. Yeah. So if you guys want to hear a little bit more about Stardom X Stardom and the five star Grand Prix and our thoughts about the WGP women's title, you can just go there listen you go. to that. There you go. She's going to get on to that guys. Round of applause for Anna for the breakdown. I'd like to see some in the chat as well. I thought she did awesome there. Um, the last major topic before we get into the the there you go flowers. Love you, Anna. Sean Robert claps. Little smoke claps. Charlie. Charlie, my love. Big hero Chris acknowledge Anna. She's acknowledged. Claps. Yeah, man, she deserves it, man. She's she's so yeah. It's always great when we talk to her. I agree. I agree. I learned so much. She's so insightful. Um, it, it, it's great stuff. Monty, the last major topic before we get into dynamite, um, it has to be talked about, you know, whether people want to hear it or not, whether people like AO are comfortable hearing we'll it. Do it we'll do it after. We'll do it after. You sure? You sure? Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll do it on. We'll do it on. Okay. 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 I was, I was hey, 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 hey. Hey. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Wait. Oh, hold on. The, the quarter hours just dropped, by the way. Of dynamite. Yes. They just dropped. Oh. Oh boy! Send it to me. Send it to me. Send it to me. Send oh it to me. yeah, got you, bro. It's gonna be a little blurry because I don't have the thing. Oh my god! I'm shaking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shaking. Yes, so send it to me, Rob. Hurry up! You're taking too long. Right, send it, send it. Okay, here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna read it out to you. Okay? Holy oh. shit! Yo, yo, Rob, this thing doesn't even have the um the number because you cropped it too low. No, no, I had to screenshot it because I don't have the the, the thing. Yeah, but you uh, cropped the, you cropped it too low, so I'm missing the number for one of the seconds. I got you. I'm, I'm gonna try to get that. Yo, I'm shaking. All right, so guys, <laughs> so <laughs> no, y'all gonna hear this because this is <laughs> so. Hey, yo, you, you good? Giggling over ratings. That's insane. Uh, Hangman, uh, the number for the punk. Wait, we don't know. Just okay. I got it. I got it. I'll, I'll read that one. Right. Okay, everybody. The opening segment live promo with Chris Jericho, Daniel Garcia, Brian Danielson. One point oh nine million viewers. Yeah. Jay Lethal versus Dax Harwood. It fell down to one point oh four million viewers. And then the Motor City Machine Guns announcement ad break, Thunder Rosa promo, and then the gun fight, the fight, the match between the two, the, the gun family. It fell down to one point oh million. There was a small rise uh, for Kylan King and Britt Baker to oh. 1.03. CM Punk versus John Moxley. We rose to 1.19, basically 1.2 million viewers for this title match. We fell back down to 1.03 million for Ricky Starks' promo and the entrance of the United Empire. So once the Punk match was over, the title match, uh, we lost about Don't 200,000. Do Don't do we that. Lost about 200,000 viewers. Yeah, bro, honestly, though, Robbie, he's worth it. There is something to be Don't said worry. for it. Because when I saw, um, when I was tweeting, like, the video of, like, Punk celebrating with the title beating Punk, no, uh, Moxley beating Punk, yeah. um, there was literally people in my mentions, like, I've just turned the TV off. This is bullshit. Like, people love Punk, bro. <laughs> like, 
Oh no! I mean, Some I mean, people did I, not I, I don't go through that. Oh man! Listen, we'll, we'll get into it. I, I, you could say it's because people are mad. Some people maybe no, but there, there has to, there has to be something. To be what was the main event? Yes. People, so um, people people that were turning people that were crying on the timeline wanted Mox to win. Right? Oh God! They just wanted. We will get into it because to me, I think it's more a case of just um, people saw the main thing that they tuned into the show for and they didn't really. Yeah, and it was and it was Mm -hmm. was literally less than three minutes. Um, Yeah. So listen, I I will feel that fucking fraud. He has a very big fan base and a lot of people tuned in to watch him win. But a, a, a lot of a lot of people. Tuned in to watch Chicago Fraud lose too, bro. But they was mad that it wasn't a, it didn't go 15, 20, 25, Chicago 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's all, uh, let's, let's, uh, the, the main event it. fell to uh, 987,000 viewers for the Death Triangle versus Osprey and the United Empire. Um, That's nasty. A bit, a bit. Uh, we gained a little bit going into the last uh, minutes of the match and we closed out with 993,000. Yeah. Excuse me. And so yeah, and so Dynamite overall did what? What was it? One point oh five, I think, million. Um. So those um, are the quarter hours for. Those are the quarter hours for what was. I think we'd all agree. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe we won. I, uh, I, I, I say, say this now because I don't give. I don't give a fuck about this quarter hour shit. Oh, uh, there's still. Well, there's still a lot of people in here. Everybody liked the video. Like the yeah. like the video. I say y'all niggas right like, now. Yeah, like, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Super Absolutely. Stuff. Absolutely. I think Absolutely. you can send super stickers, whatever the fuck they you, are. The uh, more you like, the more it gets recommended on niggas' shit. So yes, oh, yes, yes, yes. The likes are very important. Um, so so please do that. Um, but yeah, so those are the quarter hours for what was I what I, I thought personally was uh, a very interesting dynamite show, a very good one, one mm-hmm. that had a moment that was just so so stunning and so shocking and so visceral that um, on a personal level, I couldn't focus on the rest of the show. And and it really hit me when I watched Punk and Moxie that like, um, and, and this is not to to take a shot at the rest of the stuff because I, I thought objectively this was a very good show, but it made me feel like that's what really matters and nothing else matters to that degree. And it hit me because as I was just physically stunned by the result of the title match, the following stuff that was on the screen, I was like dizzy. Like I couldn't focus on anything. The Christian's talking to me and I'm like, I'm not, I'm in another planet, bro. Like I'm like, bro, I'm not hearing you right now. Dog, uh, dog, I'm telling y'all. Go ahead, Rob. Mm. I'm telling y'all, we watched it together last night on Discord. As soon as the match ended, you didn't hear this nigga talk for about 15 minutes. Like it was, it was insane. (laughs) Piecing it together. (laughs) Whole time, whole time he's tweeting. The whole time he's tweeting shit, he's just not saying anything. He's just silent. Yeah, no. Oh my god. Yeah, no, Anna. He's not. He's not joking. They were on. We, um, they were on Discord. I meet. saw the tweets. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. But you had, you had to hear it because, like, I, I literally went. So, and when he hit the second paradigm ship, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, whoa, whoa. wait. He was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and then everybody's going crazy. And then yeah. I just go, I just don't talk for forty minutes like on Discord. <laughs> I'm just dead silent. He, he didn't uh, talk. He didn't talk till like the beginning of the main. Yeah, and, and the only Bro, reason I, I was so fucking confused. Yes, I, I I was so confused when he hit that second paradigm shift. I was like, bro, did they botch this? He's way too fucking far away from the rope to get his foot up. And I was like, bro, there's nobody, there's no one in sight to, to break this pin up. I was like, what the what the fuck? Are they gonna are they gonna bury the paradigm shift right now? Like, is he about to kick out of two paradigm shifts? And he's like, no, bro, the match is fucking over. I was in shock, bro. 
Young Dende, four, five dollars. Hey man, so you make funny. the rest of punk fans look bad, dog. Um, that's I, a fact. We'll, we'll see. Uh, yo, hey, so hey, young, young Dende, bro. Is the thing is, he doesn't only make um punk fans look bad. He makes black people look bad. He makes he oh makes Western He makes them look bad, bro. So it's not it's 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 just all bad with this nigga, bro. He makes people with vowels in their name look bad. Like it's just yeah, everything that he's associated with just makes them look bad. Yo, oh my god. No, <laughs> it, it's nasty. True. It's nasty, bro. It's no, nasty no, because I, I I looked away from my TV. And I saw him do the head kick, and I saw him good. I was like, "All right, that's he's just selling." I look away from my TV. I look back, and then all of a sudden, I saw the second paradigm shift into three. I was like, "What the fuck? Like, what is going on?" So, here, so he, here's why I was screaming at the second paradigm shift. When he was, when he was preparing <laughs> the second one, I was like, "Okay, this is turning into a GTS." And when he mm-hmm. hit it, I was like, "Punk is not kicking out of two of these. So this match is <laughs> over. How is this match over?" And then it was over, and I was like, "Oh my god." Um, we'll we'll get into it in full. That was crazy. We'll talk about how we feel about that. Um, but the show opened with Daniel Garcia coming out. Um, in a quick note, quick, 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 quick note. Um, to help us get through this because we usually do get lost or some we have missed the segment out and stuff. Yeah, we're going to be following the Observer uh, live coverage, which was done yeah. by our friend Parkin. Yeah, and um, it was his last edition of doing the Dynamite review and live coverage, as mm-hmm. he is, um, you know, he's got a real job. Yes, <laughs> basically. Congratulations! And, um, yeah, congratulations to him, and I'm sure Wrestling Observer will miss his reviews very much because Absolutely. he's great at what he does. He genuinely is. He's done yes. little. He's done some stuff for us on WrestlePurists. He's been mm-hmm. on one of the podcasts. He's a he's a good friend of ours. He is. He is. Uh, I wish Sparker the best in his um, his teaching career and uh, his time covering Dynamite on the Observer was cool, and so it's only fitting that we use his outline for uh, the show. But yeah, so as I was saying, Daniel Garcia makes his way out to open the show, mm-hmm. and uh, he has a big decision to make. Are you a wrestler? Are you a sports entertainer? Are you with Chris Jericho or are you with Brian Danielson? And Jericho comes out, and the crowd chants, you're a wrestler, and Jericho semi-gaslights him, and Daniel Garcia essentially says, listen, man, I, I, I dreamt of having that match my entire life, and there's people watching at home who probably you're going to be inspired by what we did in that match, and all I wanted to do, I didn't care about what I was you know, labeled. I just wanted to show my respect and shake this guy's hand, and you ruined that moment for me. You ruined it, Chris. You ruined it. And he pointed at him and he yelled at Chris Jericho. And Jericho was just exasperated, and he wanted Chris. He wanted Daniel Garcia to apologize to him, and you know he put pressure on Garcia, and he was like, "Apologize!" And, and he was waiting for it. And before Garcia could respond, Brian Danielson in his trademark white T-shirt came out to save his son, and he came out, and he basically, you know, he was the cool dad. He was a supportive dad. He said, hey, man, you can call yourself whatever you want. You know, you could identify as a wrestler. You can identify as your, your pronouns as, as a pro skater. Um, it doesn't matter. You know, live, live however you want to live. All I know is that me and you wrestled last week. And it was a, and you're a great wrestler. And, you know, it was a great match. And uh, he pretty much extended out the hand of brotherly love, fatherly love in this case. And, um, you know, Garcia was confused. He didn't know what to do. Um if I remember correctly, uh, we didn't get a direct answer, um, but Garcia basically needed to step away, and he ended up inadvertently pushing Chris Jericho. He walked away. Uh, Daniel, Gar- I mean, sorry, Brian Danielson said that that was entertaining, and Jericho explained to him that he took exception to the fact that you know Danielson's seen as the best wrestler in the world, despite him being a legend. 
he reminded Brian Danielson that, you know, I am the last survivor of Stu Hart's dungeon, which is, you know, true, depending on how you look at it. Um, and he challenged him to a wrestling match at All Out. And, you know, Danielson obviously accepted. He made the point of like, hey, what would Stu think? Would Stu say you're better than me? Would your hero Owen Hart say you're better than me? And it's funny because the answer to those questions is Stu would pick, Dan you know, Brian Danielson. But, yeah, he brought those questions up. And we're going to get the dragon, the American dragon versus Lionheart Chris Jericho at All Out. Anna, I, I think, you know, I, I, I'm not going to speak for you, but I, I, I believe that you're of the belief that this was a this was a segment for the bad bitches. Absolutely. Uh, what do you think yes. about all of this? I have a lot of thoughts about yes. this segment. A lot of them are really diabolical and I can't say it, but yes. it was just... <laughs> Russell Pierce after I'm, I'm, Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to say them. They're kind of criminal, but yeah, yeah uh, it was a really great segment. I think Daniel Garcia, he's doing great. And mm -hmm. the fact that he could stand in the ring and cut a promo between Ryan Dennis and Chris Jericho and don't like seem out of place mm -hmm. was really great. It really indicates how well he's doing. And also like Brian, he, he cooked Chris Jericho. Like, he fucked him up. That yeah. promo was a fucking murder. Yeah, <laughs> no, he did. Yeah, and, and the man facts. Is gonna be, yeah, yes, he wasn't lying. That's the thing. No. Like when you kill someone with facts, it's just it's yeah, even it's, worse it's because crazy, there's yeah. nothing the person can do. Like he was gagged. I'm, I'm not gonna say. say. It, <laughs> <laughs> Don't let them silence <laughs> you. <laughs> That's crazy. I'll I'll pay the fine, Anna. We'll use the super chat money to bail you no. out. No. <laughs> we'll use the super chat. Money. No, <laughs> but yeah, but I think the match is gonna be great. Yeah, no, I, I think so it's too. definitely match of the night potential. For sure, I, and the I, segment yeah. was really well made. Yeah, the story is being really well made, but it's really funny to me that when people are beating beating Brian up, the Blackpool Comet Club just doesn't do anything; they just stay backstage. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> We've never seen them all in the same spot since since Claudio's joined. It's interesting. Yes, and this is like more of a single parent story because with the Wheeler Utah, every, yeah, everybody was involved in bringing him in, yeah. and with Garcia, it's just Brian. But it's a really yeah. good story, and I'm really invested in it. It's I, gonna be I amazing totally the match, agree. the turn, everything. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I and I saw someone tweeting about how like they, they were essentially displeased at the fact that Jericho and Danielson are gonna be working together. And to me, I mean, look, Brian Danielson is one of the best wrestlers of all time. Chris Jericho's doing good work right now. He's a good storyteller. Um, this is a storyline and, and a story and, and a match that um to me, I, I think it has it has a chance to have all the components of wrestling that make wrestling good which is that I think the, the in-ring action is going to be good, but I think there's going to be a lot of like drama and even potential melodrama that um, is just sometimes the best stuff to me. Um, Jericho is what he says he is. He's a sports entertainer. And and the idea of these two men fighting and like, you know, th there's there's also a custody battle happening and, and that custody battle potentially playing into the finish of the match. Um, I think it's just going to be, it could be potentially cinema. Like just imagine, just imagine, um, you know, Garcia is ringside. He runs out ringside, and it's like, who's who's whose side is he on? Who's he cheering for? And and Danielson's is is in the lion tamer, right? And Garcia's a kind of he's he's basically rooting for you know Danielson to break it and whatever. Like there's there's so much drama to be had. I think it's gonna be great. I agree with you actually. I think this could be could be the match of the night. Um, and and you know like just just visualize Brian Danielson beating Chris Jericho and and embracing with Garcia. Like that's beautiful. You know, so cinema for real. Exactly, exactly. So I'm looking forward to it. Ao, what did you think of this segment? 
We lost him. Oh, my fault, you long-winded ass nigga. You put me the fuck to sleep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nigga, don't shut the fuck up, bro. God he damn. He loves, bro, bro. Anyway. That's why that's what niggas oh, be asking. Oh, ass bitch. Up. Anyway, bro. Now you've said it out there. Literally, I DM'd him like 30 seconds ago. Bro, nigga. Nigga, you gotta shut up, bro. Anyway, bro. Uh, yeah, no, bro, the segment was fine. I tweeted, I tweeted when it was going on. I was like, bro, this... This this uh this custody battle that's going on is, is low key like the uh is low key like what's going on with Triple H G H and, and Tony Khan right now. Like Triple H is is, is Brian Danielson trying to <laughs> trying to steal away talent from from Chris Jericho who's Tony Khan. Like yeah. it's fu- it's fucked up. They didn't they didn't they didn't want uh they didn't want my nigga uh Garcia before, bro. But now now the fucking Chris Jericho has brought him up, taught him how to be a, a sports entertainer. At the same time, Hemingway wrote on fucking drugs. So I don't be fucking sports entertainer. And, 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 yo, back then they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They all bought me. Tight shit, bro. No, it's really, I, I love this fucking story right now. Um, I don't care which way it goes. Like, everybody wants Garcia in, in the Blackpool Combo Club so badly and shit. And that would be, that would be dope, right? But it's just like, I feel like either way, like whether he stays in the JAS, JAS or whether he goes to the BCC, like, both outcomes are good, like so. I just care like about like the matches and like the fucking story in between and shit. I feel like the way they're going is like is it's a little bit too obvious that he's not fucking with Jericho right now and he's gonna leave for the BCC. But I feel that's why I feel like the swerve is coming and they're gonna be like, uh, and and Jericho might fuck around and win it all out, uh, thanks to uh Garcia. But we're gonna see where it goes. But this is one of my favorite angles going right now. It's just fire. What do you think of the story? Uh, what do you think of the storyline overall, Rob? And what do you think of the segment? <clears throat> well, actually, I, I, I love the segment. Uh, I love the segment from the moment uh, Chris came out and then called Garcia and was basically like, "Yo, like," and I love the fact that Garcia was basically like, "Yo, my nigga, like, I get everything you're saying right now, but bro, you, come on, bro, like, you know, you know how much that shit meant to me." And I like how Brian basically came out and cooked Jericho. And, bro, I, I know, like, niggas don't really see a difference between Lionheart Jericho and Judas Jericho, but I can't wait to see the Jericho that we saw against uh, Moxley, against uh, against Brian It All Out. That's going to be an amazing fucking match. That's gonna be amazing. Yeah, I, I, I agree, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to all of this. Uh, I thought this was a great way to open the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that I'd almost argue that I think Chris Jericho Monty suggested that they open with this because, um, you know, we had the whole conversation last week about um, the ratings and this and that. I would not be surprised if Chris Jericho got you, Rob. I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Jericho went to Tony and said, hey, listen, man, you know, what we need to, to, to capture the people and captivate them and make them care. You know, we have to open with a really good story that has a lot of um, interesting characters and, and da, 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 and probably pitch for his thing to open the show. I would not be surprised. And and yeah, frankly, probably. I wouldn't be surprised. And and I I do think it was a good opening, and and it was interesting. And look, like you know, the characters involved are very interesting. So, um, and also I, like, sorry, can they yeah. do like Garcia versus Jericho at the Artemis Ash show, like the New York show? They like, should something like yeah, they that's should perfect. if he really turns. Like, yeah, I yeah, think that's it, great. He winning over perfect. Jericho in his home state. I think it's great. Yeah, Booker of the Year, Anna. That, that I agree with you, and I think, uh, <laughs> I think, I think if he he in his home place, 
you know, beats beats the master like that. That's 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 a big W for him. And at this point, I think if, if that happens, um, we should start um beginning the movement to uh replace Sammy Guevara. There's a with Buffalo show? Sorry, people are there's saying a there's a show in Buffalo. There's a show in Buffalo. Apparently. Yeah, yeah, coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, yeah. They should do it there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think I think if and when that happens, um, it might be time to start the conversation and the dialogue about replacing Sammy Guevara and the Pillars with Daniel Garcia. Oh, bro, come on. That fucking... How is that even... Bro, that's fucking childish. How, how is that even question? That's not even a question right now, bro. Wait, oh, so so in, in your mind, he's more of a pillar, like, in your brain than... Because uh, he's clear, bro. <laughs> what are we I mean, doing? I mean, he's, he's a better... He's been sick of Sammy already, he's, man. Let's, let's a, call it how it is. He's been a, yeah, look, he's been a better talent than Sammy, I think, for... A, he, a he's ta- he had to turn heel for the reasons you don't want to turn heel, bro. Which is that like it, was, it just wasn't working. Does, does anybody else think Sammy Guevara is bad, guys? Does anybody does anybody think Sammy's bad? Sammy's good. Guys, something. I just thought of something, guys. Sammy, Sammy bad. Sammy bad. Oh y'all, yeah. y'all love this fucking Sammy circle jerk so much, nigga. Like, no, come on, I don't, bro, I don't, I don't make these criticisms because of Twitter. No, 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 no. Hey man, what the fuck is the pillar, bro? And how does it affect the product? How does it affect people's consumption? How does it affect <laughs> AEW as a business? What is the pillar, bro? Like, what, is this what is this conversation we even having right now? Okay, you want me to you want me to keep it a stack with you? Look, the pillars don't aren't really real at this point. Um, okay, because look, at the end of the day, it was meant to represent the young, pushed up and coming talents in AEW at, at its start. And we fast forward now. MJF is not around. Sammy is where he's at, and there are plenty of talents um, that are not labeled pillars that are in more prominent positions in the company. Um, so it's it's not what it meant a year ago, obviously, right? But um, but, but but with that said, if you were to ask me, I guess. Because I, I, listen, you're getting in your feelings, and I understand, and I'm gonna get to your tissues. But look, my 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 real point, you know, you can get into the you can get into the semantics of the labels. To me, when you ask me who are the best young wrestlers under 25 in AEW, um, I'm going to mention Daniel Garcia way earlier oh, than not, I mentioned. That's, that's, not, that's not the fucking conversation. Bro, yeah, bro, but, but, but that's that's my that's my general sentiment. Garcia is a better talent than the same. No, Rob, yeah. you can't fucking interject into no, niggas' conversation. Like, Hold on, motherfucker. No, bro, nigga. Bro, I was in the conversation no. too. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> Damn. Let me cook this nigga too. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Shut up, bitch. Anyway, this nigga too, bitch. Anyway, yo, DJ is better than Sammy. That's not, bro. I don't. Yes, he is. Triple jerking though, bro. That's all I'm saying. He's just fucking like, who's even talking about this right now? Hey, hey, hey. Here's what I'll concede you. This ain't this nigga. No, 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 hey man. You love shitting on circle jerks, right? You oh, love yeah. shitting on soldiers. Unless yeah. you like the circle jerk I hand, then you love doing then you love circle no. jerking. No, no, because guess what? Unlike <laughs> unlike Twitter sheep, I have my genuine reasons for why I am not a fan of somebody. And no. so yeah, Ayo, do people sometimes just join in on the fun of crapping on people because it's the Twitter trend? Absolutely. Your 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 sheep love to shit on Jonathan Gresham because you made it funny to do so, right? But without Bro, even Jonathan that, Gresham made it fun to shit on Jonathan Gresham. The, but the point oh, I'm making is a lot of times we bury people because it's just a Twitter trend, right? That's not why I bury Sammy Guevara. I have made my stance on him and his work and what he does. Nobody buried him? Yeah. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I can't cap, bro. I don't care about this conversation no more. What's, what's next on Dynamite? 
All right, fuck you. So anyway, the next thing yeah. was um, <laughs> what was the next thing on Dynamite, Monty? I don't even remember. Uh, the next thing on Dynamite was, according to Parker, Yo, Bob Breaker um, fucking sucks. Anyway, what's yeah, he fucking died. Like, like, falling in Listen, Bro, hold up. What's the next agenda? Yo, we get ads on these videos now. You trying to cancel our monetization? Let's not miss the bag. Okay, so next on the show is Jamie. If you if you rock with Big A, you don't rock with uh Braun Breaker. That's all I'm saying. You see this guy? You see this guy? He he was complaining about the circle drug. He was just crying and having a tantrum and wiping his wiping his eyes about circle drinking and, and then he follows it up with a PSA to say if you like AO then you need to feel this way about Braun Breaker. What a fucking hypocrite. And you know the thing about my hypocrisy? Nobody going to check me either. But this big AO. Brock Anderson, Brock Anderson are greater than sign uh Braun Breaker. Yes, nigga, yes. Whoa. This is our yeah. Oh, yeah, I have, I have more hair follicles than Brock Anderson, and I'm notably older than him. Continue, Monty. Wait, what does that mean, Monty? What happened next on Dynamite? <laughs> so, uh, next up on the show was Jelly for versus yeah. Dax Harwood. Um, oh, yeah, these had a you know. Yeah, no, no, it's classic wrestling match. Chop the yeah. shit out of each other. Um, yeah, Jelly for cheated to win. And um, yeah, man, it was a nice piece of business, uh, especially yeah. a good way hey, of getting legal a good heel win. Um, go ahead, Ayo. They definitely carried. Uh, what's this dude's name? His name is Dax Harwood. David Harwood. David Harwood. Dax Harwood is one of the greatest tag team in the world. He is. He is the one of the best. He's one of the best. Look, you scared, Anna? Look what you're doing. Jay Yo, I have I, I have I have information that will lead to the arrest and imprisonment of oh David Harwood, bro. No, you I, don't. I mean, he's a criminal, no, you don't. and I have information that will lead to his arrest. He cannot wrestle. God. Jay Lethal carried him to a watchable match. Shout oh out to God. Jay, been one of the best the last fifteen years or so. Oh um, God. Yeah, bro. This Fuck is... that ball, dude. You know how you know how BAO feels about ball people. I'm not fucking with him. Wait, your mom. Wait, whoa, whoa, you literally don't Is this self hate? Is this like the manifestation whoa. of like your this is crazy. Like, what's going on here? Hey, yo, hey, 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 Everybody being talked about right now is bald, lethal, Dax, and myself. Hey, yeah. You guys got the fucking joke, guys. Bald bastard. Rob, bro, bro, you ugly fucking big lip beast, nigga. I'm about to get on you, bro. Get on you, hey, man. I wanna I wanna let everybody know listening listening on 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 on, on YouTube. AO 100 percent uses performance enhancement drugs. He oh, fucking weak. He no, takes, I do not. HGH. He takes oh, steroids. He takes wow. various horse liquids. That is not natural. <laughs> AO, AO injects himself, and I just want everybody to know that. This nigga is capping. And if you're a professional wrestler and you want workout advice, hit me up, bro. I've done great work. People hit me up for workout advice. I send them workout plans. Shout out to my... Uh, actually, I'm not going to put no names out there, but you know, if you've seen a transformation person on the Indies AEW recently, 
they probably hit a big AO. No pills necessary. No injections necessary. It's just fucking workout plan, meal plan, all that shit. Fuck Hangman. Hangman has never seen. Hangman has never touched a weight before in his life. That frail little lying. boy. That's why he's jealous of me. Type I'll shit. Him out right now. Hangman's bitches being my DMs asking for selfies. It's nasty, that's bro. Crazy. It's nasty. That's crazy. Crazy. That's crazy. I'm gonna have to Eddie Kingston you off the air. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Rob, what did you think of the uh, of the Dax Hallwood Jay Lethal segment? I mean, a uh, match. Oh, it's the greatest greatest carry job of Jay Lethal's life. Oh, bro, what we do? You know, it's actually, it's, it's so know, crazy. Probably. I'm saying something like Jay Lethal went out there. And he had to be a that, review and we do doing that, timeline he agendas. Two, and, he had oh, that 225 pound, 230 pound weight on his back. And he sat there. He deadlifted at that shit, nigga. That he said, nigga, he was struggling. That nigga was struggling. But, he, but, you know, and Dax, Dax was slow. Dax couldn't keep up. That nigga Jay Lethal made sure that nigga kept Dax up. Dax Harwood is a war criminal. Match. Oh, God, that nigga's a war criminal. Nasty. That nigga locked up for life. We do not uh favorite wrestling We do not, um th- these are the opinions of Big AO and uh Rob. Uh all myself do not Wrestle Purist is a brand. Do not uh, support these wild ass claims. We actually um, do not. We that Bear Country better. That Tarwood is a uh, tremendous <laughs> wrestler. wrestler. Um, no, he had a tremendous match with Jay Lethal. Like said the chop shit out of each other. Is, is, is he better than Bear Bronson? Anna, it's what do you so... think of this match? Did you yeah, care? Anna, a level heady person. What did you think um, of Jelly for versus Dax Harwood? Well, I, I bet it was a good match, but I, I couldn't care for yeah. the life of me. Yeah, I would yeah. I just this <laughs> is that the young bucks team, so yeah, who's playing that? <laughs> I don't actually know who's playing it because it's not think was the main reason why you couldn't get into it. I just don't don't really care about this field. I don't think it's like I'm hearing an echo. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. W. W. Can I? Okay. No, it's okay. Yeah. Um. I. Yeah. Like I was saying, like I don't really care about this feud. I think it's being like a weirdly constructed feud, and also I'm not a huge fan of any of them. And I. I don't know. I just couldn't really care. Edna, do you think, do you, think the... you don't care about this feud because Dax can't wrestle? <laughs> no, I, it's not really the. I think he's good at what he does. But it's not particularly something I like to watch. So would you say Dax Harwood scares you away, is what you're saying? Yeah, I this think I, I tweeted when this match was going on, like, can it go back to whole friendly content? So I think Oh, God! Cook. <laughs> that's, Cook. That says it all. And then they, Anna, they had the Anna, mach- you, Motor City you? Machine Guns announcement, and that was definitely whole friendly, so... Anna, but the match in itself. Anna, did Alexia it's tell you it. what happened when she was watching this on Discord with me? No. She fell asleep. W. I understand. It was her. one. Of, it was. Just, it was for the. Uh, it was for the old fox. You know. Yeah, uh, it's not really something that it didn't engage me, mm-hmm. and I, I'm not saying that that's their fault, but I couldn't really care about it. I'm sorry. 
To add on to what I said before, I will say I think that we are seeing a slow like phasing out of the Wu chance when we get chops in wrestling because I don't agree at all. Chops, I don't agree with uh, that. Sure? Sure? I don't agree at all. I didn't. I didn't hear. Loud as fuck. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't hear. I, 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 maybe I need to go back and watch, but I don't know. This nigga smoking yeah. crack. Yeah, yeah, Rob, 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 you bugging, bro. Maybe I'm tripping, bro. The Wu Chan is not dead. The Wu Chan is never going away. It's yeah, gonna get to the point where Wu Chan is gonna be around so long that like people aren't even gonna know that they're associated with Flair soon enough. I mean, I'm sure there's like kids that watch WWE that don't know it's associated with Flair right now, but like, like the general audience is gonna forget about that shit. They're not even gonna put two and two together. It's, it's I don't even. Think, I don't even think there's kids now who don't know that it's Ric Flair because Ric Flair's so like. Around, he's, yeah, he's like, you know, he's in, he's been in fucking Migos videos, bro. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know um, I just want to, I just want to read Israel, Israel comment on the chat because I think she, yeah. she yeah. said it perfectly. Dude wants her to explain boredom, <laughs> and neither of them are interesting. Yes, Dude wants thank to you, Israel. Sometimes the simplicity <laughs> is just true. So, so a black um, man is born here. Rob, we're not doing this. Okay. Listen, the bottom to me, uh, uh, Monty, I appreciated this on a work level. Like, just I, I appreciated yeah. the, the stiff chops. It was very yes. much um, blue collar, um, meat and potatoes, no nonsense wrestling. And so, mm -hmm. I'm always going to appreciate that. Right. I, I, yeah, and so it's weird because, like, work wise, I thought this was like excellent. Um, but I totally understand if someone didn't care because even though in the moment I was like, wow, the work here is great. I didn't think about this like five minutes later and, and I Sorry. forgot it happened. And, and literally when you, when I was recapping the show and I was going off memory and I talked about the Garcia thing, I asked you what happened next. Cause I didn't even remember this happened. Um, so that'll tell you, I guess what you need to know. Um, but we, we had a change to the all out card because it was looking like Wardlow and FTR. We're going to face uh, Jay lethal Sotnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt. Um, but oh, thank fucking God, bro. That shit was not a paper an AEW pay-per-view match. And I like Satinum Singh a lot more than Hangman does. And I and Sanjay <laughs> Dutt is someone I've liked since I was a little kid, but like, bro, like that's right. that's like a fucking rampage match, honestly. Right. Like, hey, yo, but guess God, what? You, you, you and and the AEW bootleg crew would have acted like it was fire. That's the thing. You say that now, you know. I know it's about some AEW fans. They admit certain things like are whack. Well, after they, me, yeah, I, I, bro. After no, 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 no. no Is it you and the bootleg crew? I didn't, I didn't say you were a part of the bootleg crew. Um, but here's the thing: a lot of AEW fans admit something is whack after the fact when either it's it's, it's over or it's been changed, right? Mm -hmm. And this would have been one of those matches on the card if someone complained about the card and said, "Hey, if this match, someone would have went, oh, what do you mean? Warlow's oh, gonna power on side. It's gonna be a big pop. The crowd cares about it. It's a good match." And now that has been changed to some real shit, and the Motor City Machine Guns are in now. People are like, oh, this is a big upgrade. Of course, it's a big upgrade. The matchup was like mid, you know. I already, I mean, I, I, I found the tweet already, bro. I was just like, bro, like, why is this six man match tag match happening? Much rather have a TNT title feud on the yeah. on the card. Right? Ayo, yeah, yeah. I'd much rather have crazy. the Machine Guns in the fucking TNT title feud now. Like, yeah. what the fuck? The machine yeah, goes yeah. on all out, but, but Monty, you know what I mean, right? Like a lot of people, like if, if yeah, definitely, them, like, we could go like, yo, this matchup is lame for the pay per view. They'd be like, oh no, it's good. The crowd likes, you know, war yeah, definitely. And, um, and to like, elaborate on the point a little bit because yeah. I'm not here to do, like, you know, 
uh, AEW fan base discourse. Sure, but, uh, sure, sure. Yeah, you notice things like that a lot with AEW. So when something isn't great, the people at the time we point out get cooked for it. But like in the the year, like in the year's time or something, people mm. look back on it and be like, "Oh, that wasn't that great," sort of thing. Yeah, um, it happened with early AEW. Um, it's like it's kind of like you could maybe apply it now, depending on how it all goes. Like all the backstage stuff and all like the drama and that. There is that section of AW fan base like, oh, everyone's over exaggerating it. Everyone's just being bad faith and mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. But like, I'm sure these same people, when we look back in a year's time and everything's hopefully like everything's smoothed out, everyone's happy again, and you know, AW's doing point oh, yeah. fours, point fives. They're doing great ticket sales, what they were doing last year, and all that stuff. All Real levels out because that's what I genuinely believe is going to happen. I think people will look back on this and be like, "Oh, I remember when AEW was nearly doing like nearly slipping into like point two nine point blah blah blah, and uh, there was all the drama going on, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera, because you know, like you said, people kind of like no sell everything and make yeah. out uh, it's not happening. But when it eventually gets fixed, because you know mm-hmm. AEW definitely got more than enough resources. Tony Khan seems to know what he's doing to uh, fix these minor problems that. You know, kind of get shot down at the time. So it is something. I think obviously WWE fans do it as well. It's just kind of. I think it just comes with, uh, you know, like the tribalism and biases that people have uh, with their wrestling these days. Which uh, it's fun, but when you're trying to be object, when you're trying to be a little objective and have like a natural discussion, it can be a bit, you know. Annoying. You roll, you roll your eyes at you a little bit. Hey, because, to add to you, look, a year from now, we're either going to be saying, what the fuck was Tony thinking with the trust busters? Or people are going to be saying, hey, remember when people were uh, um, dismissing the trust busters and, 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 you know, not giving them a chance and look at them now? It's going to be one or the other. It's not going to be something in between. You know, Sammy the Gun Club, really. Like, I know the yeah. rover with the live audiences and stuff, but like, mm-hmm. bro, they're, in, they're probably going to get added oh, to are, that world tag, to that tag are, total are, match. Are, are the Gun Club over or? It's just Chan as was over. That's a genuine question. I don't think they're genuinely over. Like I think they get they get loud reactions because they've been doing like jobber comedy on TV on, like, <laughs> for so long, bro. Like people are like, oh, they're on TV because they're over. Like, bro, they've been put on TV for so long. Like it's not mm-hmm. like it's not like the it's not like they're shown up and they were over straight away. They didn't come into the company over or anything like that. Okay. They've uh, yeah, they've I been booked. Know. This is People's, all by design. Wrestling opinions. People's wrestling opinions. I I, I generally I, I like generally like respect and agree with the most part. Some of them like the the Gun Club a lot. Like uh, obviously not Hangman. I don't respect or. Uh, I don't respect the teams at all. Like That's some crazy. people like like the Gun Club a lot. Like, oh, potential this, potential. This. I don't see it, bro. The shout Mm-mm. out to Austin, shout out to Colton, bro. They seem like good dudes and shit. But I don't Austin's know, man, pretty man. good, to be honest. I, I think Austin has has charisma. I don't, um, I don't, I don't really see I, it. I, I, as so the acclaimed was was really good though. With the acclaimed though, mm. but now they're not with the acclaimed anymore. I don't, I don't know. So speaking of which, um, after this whole stuff with Dax, um, we got the Thunder Rosa announcement, and we talked about that. And following that, we had Colton Gun versus Billy Gun, and um. I don't think anyone has much to say about the actual match, um, but the question, <laughs> but the question, I didn't really I, watch it to be honest, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone has much to say about the match. But I took, I took stand against the sure. <laughs> yes. I, 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 Gun Club using up uh, that premium TV time that I'm always told about. A bit, a bit crazy, yeah. 
my question to Anna is, um, what do you think about what do you think about this this feud with the acclaimed making its way into the tag title scene? Because uh, what it, it appears that because the acclaimed uh, they they uh, they showed up and they were fighting, I think, and uh, Swerve in Our Glory ran off the heels or some shit, something like that. The bottom line is <laughs> the bottom line is there the acclaimed and the ass boys are in a program. Billy Gunn Billy Gunn is scissoring Max Caster and Anthony Bowens Yo. and uh, that's what he's doing. He's scissoring him, Daddy. And so wow. they are, you know, that's the tag, that's the tag match for all out at the moment. It's it's the acclaimed versus swerving our glory. Um, and there's a decent chance that the ass boys can get added to that, which is like uh pretty crazy. What do you think about this feud being inserted into the tag title scene? What do you think about that? So I think that. The times besides when the Young Bucks or maybe even FTR were the tag champs, I feel that every single tag feud was actually the tag of two other teams that were inserted into the tag team title. Yeah, after. yes. Like, I think the, the entire reign of Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy was just like that. Three ways. And now they're kind of, yeah, now they're kind of doing it again with Serving Our Glory. And I think the tag champs just deserve better. They deserve to have a feud on their own. They sort of had that with Private Party and everything, but I think they deserve to have a big pay-per-view feud that Mm -hmm. is not just two other teams that were already feuding, just being Mm. trolled into the title picture because they need a title match. So, yeah, I I feel like that's a common thing in AW Mm. for a while now. Like I said, Mm. besides Omega and Hangman, Young Bucks and FTR, I feel like that's how the tag tag team champions have been treated. So it's definitely been the story this year. Yeah. Yes, yes, this year for sure. So I, I don't really know if I'm into it. I I don't know if it's gonna be like this huge great match. Mm. Even more if the gun club is put into it. I'm not saying they're bad, but mm. like think about uh, the other matches we've seen this year. The yeah, other, and other and the standard matches. and the level, yeah. Yeah. This... So I don't know if it's gonna be really <laughs> high level, but. Mm. Maybe can be fun if they make it work. If it, because mm. the, the only explanation they gave was sort of Swerving and Glory talking to their claim and saying like, "Oh, you're you're in the ranks. We respect you, and we want to give you this opportunity." So yes. I don't know how much of a story that is, mm. and that's something that kind of annoys me in the mm. tech titles booking because I feel like it happens a lot. Of, it just happened a lot of times mm. by now. So. But uh, I don't know. I really like Swerve and Our Glory, so I just think they deserve They're a great team. better. But They're I'm happy, really yeah, good, really I'm happy to see guys. them at champions. And at least in this match, we know for sure they were, they were saying so. 100%. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah, I'm uh, good with that. So. Monty looks dejected at just the prize. Hey, man. No, no. People oh, being weird. And like, there was a couple weird comments. Yeah, um, yeah, I saw that. Just don't, don't, don't be, don't be disgusting towards me, please. <laughs> That's the only thing yeah, I guess. Please, please, I, you know, we have, we have nice, we have our nice friend Anna on the podcast. Whether it's Anna, Isra, um, mm. Jay Shell, any mm. of our women's just, yeah. Yeah. Don't, please, don't, please don't, don't be, be girls weird. Women, just, just <laughs> y'all, yeah. Y'all gonna, y'all try to scare the women off. We're gonna have to make fucking hangman. Turn on his camera. We're only gonna have like three, uh, three uh, viewers of podcast episodes. It's gonna be all bad. But yo, you're gonna swerve in our glory in the in the all out match. There's a lot of drones out there, bro. There's a lot of drones who said they were only gonna be champs for three days. I mean, thirty days, and then drop it to FTR at all out. Hey, well, cool. Hey, man. The reason this is a kind of 
this is kind of like a big pitch thing, so we don't really need. I don't. We'll probably save it for another time to do like I guess a longer conversation about it. But the the balance between heels and faces in AEW at the moment, um, a lot of it I guess is to do with some of the injuries that they've got. Um, it's really like unbalanced at the moment because um, the gun the gun club a lot there like. What do you say about their number two heel tag team or something? Like, it's not even, the books are faces now. Books are like books are faces now. Well. FDR faces now. Um, you know, swerving our glory of faces. Um, Hobbs, uh, Hobbs and Starks aren't together anymore. Um, you know, uh, Death Triangle, they're pretty much faces. Then uh, you've got. You know, uh, obviously Lucha Bros, which is obviously Death Triangle, and you've got House of Black that are heels. So, you know, a lot of faces, and it's the same with the singles roster as well. Um, not too many heels. The CM Punk heel turn will obviously uh, beef it up a little bit. MJF coming back will help as well. But at the moment, it is kind of like a weird balance at the moment. Um, Joe, uh, obviously our friend Joe from uh, the Late Night Green Channel, he was doing a, a podcast earlier on in the week, I believe it was, and you know we was kind of having a bit of fun with his live chat and just saying they were trying to do like the depth charts, like who are the top heels and who are the top faces in each division, and there is like a serious like <laughs> misbalance, and like I said, it is probably to do with some of the injuries, but um, they could they could do with a few heel turns, to be honest in every division, pretty much. But, you know, like I said, the Gun Club being number two heel tag team, which is roughly about where I think it's fair to say there are at the moment, is nuts when you're considering the uh, amount of quality in that division. So, um, and, I'll, and I'll toss it to Rob. I have, a, I have this theory that um, Tony creates more belts so that he can have an outlet to do different types of things on his shows. And I think that now that the trios belt is primed and ready to look like the work rate tag belt on on on, on AEW programming, <clears throat> I think in his mind it's like okay, I can be a little more sports entertainment with the tag titles. Um, I think we're already kind of seeing that the TNT Championship has now switched directions now that Wardlow has it, and it's not the workhorse championship. Um, and, and I, 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 it really does look like in his mind, it's like okay, I'm not, I'm not, um. I'm not starving the fans of a crazy high work rate tag match on the pay-per-view by doing this matchup because the trios final is going to be um, that type of match for, for the fans. I, I think that's his thinking. Um, uh, in regards to swerving our glory versus the acclaimed, um, I don't, I, like Anna said, I don't think it's going to be this, like the super high level, crazy technical, awesome match. Um, but, but, you know, to be fair to them and to be fair to the ass boys, um, their program is over. You know, the fans react to what they're doing. They they care, even if it is just the ass boys chant. They do care about what's what's happening between those two guys. And um, I, I do think the tag match is going to be very heated, and uh, it should be fun in like a WWE Street Profits match, good kind of way. Um, so that's kind of just what I have to say about that. Um, what was the next part of the show, Monty? Was it the, was it the title match? Uh, I don't no. think. No, the, the, um, so we had a we had a backstage thing with United Empire Death Triangle, and then wait, that wait, went into wait, 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 wait. 
wait, okay. there was wait because uh, Hangman did say he was gonna toss it to me, and this is the only thing I'll acknowledge about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm pretty. It's pretty sure. I mean, the comments earlier this year were valid, but I'm pretty sure now that we can we can not really squash the whole representation and the, like that whole conversation. But unless the Gun Club does get added to this match, which I don't know if they are, if they aren't. Like they, this is the first time two black tag teams are facing off on pay per view mm-hmm. for the like one on like two on two, not two on two on two. Two black tag teams are facing off on a on a pay per view, and I just you know, and, and it, I think Chris acknowledged this last night in a tweet. So shout out to him, but that's that's fucking big for for the company. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really that's cool. Really it's really there it is. advancement. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, there's been a, a massive improvement in AEW when it comes to representation of, of, of black people, uh, black talents. Um, when you compare where they are now with the roster to, you know, AEW of what, two years ago, uh, it's it's a massive difference. And there's no, there are many <laughs> black talents, <laughs> massive difference. It really was genuinely like a, a pretty much an entirely white roster at the start of the show, uh, w- with the exception of some Joshis. Um, and there's a big difference now. There's a lot of Latinos on the show. There's a lot of black people. Uh, and, and, and and generally, you know, unless you're somebody who has some weird, you know, company beef thing going, um, I think everybody can agree that that's, that, that's a really good thing. Um, and, and the thing is, it's not even like one of those things where they're being pushed for quota reasons. A lot of the black talent in prominent places are really, really talented. Keith Lee and Swerve. Um, motherfuckers, really- motherfuckers, motherfuckers wanted AJ Gray and fucking Pineapple Pete and fucking who else to be pushed? Like, just fucking... As Park would say, absolute fucking shitters, bro. Like, come on, nigga. Let's relax. Yeah, like, yeah, WWE right had a lot of these people under contract, and they're no longer under contract, so they're here now. Yeah, like, and, and, and people like Swerve and people like Keith Lee, like, they're just straight up, like, really, really talented, high-level wrestlers. And so um, it, it, it is cool that we now have that here with guys like that and, you know, other other people on the roster. So um, good on you, Rob, for pointing that out because, you know, it, it is something worth worth keeping in mind. Um, as a reminder of where we're where we are in terms of that versus you know a year ago and two years ago. Um, so with that said, what was what was the next thing, Monty? You said it was a backstage bit with the United Empire and and uh, and not winning to Britt Baker versus Colin King. Yeah, yeah, we we talked about the promo and, and, and in terms of Britt kind of burying everybody in the four way. It was a um, short match. There wasn't yeah, yeah. really too much to say about yeah. it, to be honest. No, I think um, I'm just going to make a quick point before we start going uh, yeah. Hollywood. Um, I think Britt Baker, for all the shit, that, especially this channel and uh, Anna keeps <laughs> um, I think in like, the past, two, I think I think it's like the past two or three outings of Cinnamon, she's been pretty fine. Um, she hasn't offended me too much. Um now, bro, honestly, um, in kind of like the extended Britt Baker matches that go like 10 minutes plus when, you know, when she does her heat segments and she just locks on a chin lock for like fucking two minutes and it's just, it's offensive, bro. Um, <laughs> there's no there's no life to a heat, you know. Um, and I know it's I, supposed I, to be, you know, uh, deflating, I, but not I have to say this boring. about the, um, about the uh, what's it called, people being upset that Thunder Rosa didn't have the opportunity to um, give up the belt in like a live segment and stuff. He's like, all right, so let's say we like, where is AEW gonna find 15 minutes for Thunder Rosa to do this in ring? 
Can I can I be can I be with bro? We had we had Billy Gunn versus fucking come on, bro. But listen, listen, Monty, listen, listen. I don't want to fucking watch Billy Gunn. No, no, listen, listen, listen. I don't want to watch Billy Gunn versus Colton or Austin, whoever the fuck was. I don't even remember which Gumber brother was. But that Mm -hmm. match literally built towards the AW World Tag Team Championship match. That was leading towards something in the pay per view. So what? I don't. Britt Baker, Britt Baker got a live promo. Oh my god! Bro, Ayo, listen, listen, listen. Britt Baker, Britt Baker got a live promo. People like, oh my god, Britt Baker got another promo segment. Britt Baker has a fucking match on pay per view in two weeks. Yeah, she got a fucking promo segment. Like, where? What did people want to take away from the show? Like, fucking Sheeta came out during the what's it called? Like, Rob. I mean, Ayo. So, bro, you're talking about that was a title thing, but dude. At the end of the day, there is no actual storyline for Swerving Our Glory and, and the Acclaimed. And so it's like you're not cutting any narrative here. Quite frankly, when the Gun Club members went out there to have a match, it could have just never gotten underway. And we went right to the angle. We could have straight up went right to the angle, cut six minutes out of that, and let the Under Rosa talk in ring for four to five minutes. Uh, and, and nothing would have been affected or changed. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not I'm not even making a big stink about the whole thing. But when you ask, like, what could have been cut Easily, I would point to you to that match, which did nothing for anything from a match standpoint, and you could have still had the angle. So that's yeah, that's and I, I don't think like she needed a- fifteen w- minute segment or anything. Mm-hmm. I just think like going out there, she d- didn't even need to go to the ring. Just like go On out and speak in front, yeah, in front yeah. of people because she's the champion and she's opening yeah. like hand over title. She's letting her title go for a while because she's injured. So I think at least going up to the stage, maybe one minute, two minutes, and then maybe they could do something with Tony and Jamie and Breeze coming out, yeah. just like to 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 build towards the match and let them mm-hmm. promo. But I don't think she needed all that much time. But doing yeah, it backstage was, yeah, I think doing it backstage in less than a minute was kind of weird. Just think it was really weird. It, it, yeah, it, it, it's, it's pretty. It's pretty nuts. I can't lie, uh, Monty. Yeah. It, uh, go ahead, Anna. No, no, I'm just gonna say that. Okay. I think it could have uh, been done better. Yeah. Monty, is the next segment the title match? Because he's itching. Yes. Okay. I believe right, so. Yeah. This is this is pretty much this is this is my soliloquy to get into. Um so I I request this time. I, I promise you I will have nothing substantial to say for the rest of the show. And I'll let you guys cook. But I if you want him to stop send this movie, bro. I'm watching the viewers. If they start dipping, I'm cutting your shit off. No, no, bro. no. I'm 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 gonna make it sweet right now. Hold on, I'm getting into the punk box. He promo for his monologue, yes. but it's gonna yeah. People are gonna throw tomatoes. No, 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 no. I got, no, no, no. I, got yeah, I got some things to say about. I got things to say about fucking what's it called? All right, all right, guys. So, so, and I know, I know, Listen, I know, LOL, Hangman and Tomato, Tomato. I'm, this is gonna be the one point in the podcast where I'm gonna be completely serious with my breakdown listen. because, because yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to attempt to be completely yeah. serious here. Yeah, we all, we, yeah, we all. I'm gonna be completely seriously shitting on you and see in Chicago Phil. That's fine. If you want to do all your your, your gimmickry afterwards, have it's not have a gimmick. It. It's not a gimmick. It's not a gimmick. The point is, never has been. It's not a fucking gimmick. <laughs> the point is, the point is, um, I haven't been able. Like I, I've, I've indicated how I feel about it to a degree on Twitter, but I, I didn't fully put everything in, in, in you know, into words. Hey man, how how long do you want? We're gonna talk. I, I mean, it's not gonna. It's time. <laughs> I don't. That's gonna put too much pressure on me. I'm just gonna try to get it out as quickly as possible. Here's the point. You got three minutes maximum. That's, that's W. That, that might be too uh, too little. 
All right, here's here's my deal. No. No. It's no, not. Hey, it's man, not. we're not going to sit here listening to you no, rant for ten minutes, bro. I'm not about to sit here and listen to you rant about fucking. Call yourself. Listen, listen. Call yourself. Bro, bro. Call yourself Jamal and Rosie because you got three minutes, nigga. Get your three minutes. Fucking mind. Jamal and Rosie. Nobody wants to hear that shit. Not a single person wants to hear that shit. Here's the deal, guys. Every bitch, bro. Three minutes. Three minute warning, nigga. So here's the thing. Hey man, I got a fucking timer. I got a comment on Twitter. Essay time. Fire emoji. Anyways. Nobody um, cares. Go. So here's Damn. my deal, guys. John Moxley and his wrestler of the year candidacy to me didn't feel real. Everybody had this whole time been talking about Moxley's year and what he's been doing and how awesome it's been in his interim title reign. <laughs> and and for me, I was I was wondering on a weekly basis what it was that wasn't connecting with me because frankly i i love moxley i think he's one of the best wrestlers in the world he's one of my favorite wrestlers and he has been having sensational wrestling matches with people um but for whatever reason it wasn't hitting me the way it was everybody else and and i did some soul searching and some inward um um uh just attempts at discovery and, and what i came away with is, is no answers until i watched this match yesterday, the title match, John Moxley's interim title reign didn't feel real. It felt like he was keeping a seat warm for CM Punk until CM Punk came back. It felt like the fuck are you emphasize, emphasize that it felt like that to you. Let me, let me guys, you, nigga. please, to please, you, let, nigga. Let, let, let him talk. Let no, Rob, calm the fuck down, bro. Please, please, let me actually get this out. I'm, I'm, I'm like dead serious right now. It didn't feel calm. real to me. It, it felt like filler. It felt like he was holding a seat for the real wrestling star. That's what it felt like. And, and that's unfair. <laughs> Rob, fucking relax, please. Rob, you're it, giving him an excuse to just go longer and longer, bro. Just please, let that nigga talk. Please. It, it felt like he was holding a seat for a real wrestler, like a real superstar, right? And, you know, you could argue that that's really unfair to him. And, and, it, and it objectively was. It felt mm -hmm. like he was just putting in a lot of work that ultimately would not matter once CM Punk is back because he's going to just give Punk this championship and then we move on to something else. And you saw the, the clear hierarchy in that way and it was almost like he was being used. And to a degree, it not to the same extent because he did some awesome stuff, but it, it it's almost like comparable to Kevin Owens you know, being awesome and then just handing his championship to Goldberg so Goldberg and Brock Lesnar could go draw money. Um, and so I think uh, subliminally, I couldn't get invested in what John was doing because to me it was like, He's not really on CM Punk's level, and he's going to hand the championship to CM Punk. When John Moxley beat CM Punk as decisively and as, and as emphatically as he did yesterday, um, it felt like finally, for the first time, he was legitimized. And mm -hmm. I know that sounds crazy because he's done so much in AEW, um, but but I, I I think I think what 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 happened yesterday was a message being sent. Um, he felt real, and what he did felt real. And all the talk about John Moxie being a killer and a badass and, and a guy who makes people bleed and stuff. It was the first time I believed it because he did it to somebody who's supposed to be a superstar. He didn't do it to Kanosuke Takeshita, no disrespect to him. He didn't do it to Mance Warner, no disrespect to him. He didn't do it to, you know, Kyle O'Reilly, no disrespect to him. He did it to CM Punk. And so Punk walking out there, getting demolished in Cleveland, Ohio, and, 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 and losing... In, in three minutes to me 
was was the official crowning that John Moxley is a fucking killer and he's he's somebody who's legitimately unstoppable. I didn't believe that John Moxley was unstoppable, even though he's portrayed that way. I believe that when Steampunk lost to him, I think that it was very cathartic the way it was presented because CM Punk did all the talk, the tough talk, and he was burying Moxley verbally, right? When they were speaking, I made my point clear about the promo. I thought he destroyed John, right? But John, to his credit in the promo, said, Hey, you do all that talking, but like when we wrestle, bro, this is going to go completely different. And that just felt like words in a promo, but he backed it up because he did beat the shit out of him. He demolished him and he humbled him. And, and again, because of the way Punk was acting the week before, like a douchebag. Um, it makes you want to root for him to do what he did, and that's what he did. And in Cleveland, in Ohio, it it, it worked totally perfectly because because Mox was the babyface. I made I had a lot of questions about why was this happening on television? Why are we doing this before the pay per view? Um, I, I said I I wanted them to to put a lot of meat on this bone and and and, and build this up as much as possible before the pay per view. Um, and and I you know I think a lot of things were at play. I think Tony Khan wanted a popper rating. I think politically. Punk had to show that he's willing to play ball and show the locker room, hey, I'm not just trying to get handed things. I, I am willing to earn it. I am willing to put people over. I'm not selfish. And so I think I think from that standpoint, it, it, there's a political nature to CM Punk showing I am willing to lose and eat complete shit to John Moxley. And I'll do it on live TV and get embarrassed. And I think that's what he did. And I think now that he did this, it makes him eventually presumably beating John at all out. Um, not feel like a guy just kind of waltzing in and just snatching something that maybe he didn't totally deserve. There was always the undertone of man, like we love CM Punk, but God, he's like John's doing so much good work right now. It's kind of unfair to him that he's gonna have to just lose his belt. But him dog walking Punk the way he did and establishing himself as the actual like obstacle of AEW, the mountain that isn't moved um, before this happens is a very effective booking technique. And 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 doing it the way they did it, where it was so short and it was it was predicated on some a punk's um, foot injury, it's a it, it adds a, a sports like layer and element to it, which make me it made me feel honestly like I was watching MMA or boxing, and, and it was very exciting and electrifying and and just like shocking to the system. Like I wasn't just watching a regular wrestling show anymore. I was watching like I was having an experience with something that's like beyond just the show. I was you know that that was being put on. And, and that's why I thought about it deeper than the time it was on TV. I was thinking about it afterwards, the way you would when, you know, someone gets knocked out in a, in a, in a mixed martial arts fight. Um, so ultimately, I thought that this was genuinely one of the greatest pieces of business in the history of AEW. I think that CM Punk is kind of a master, quite, quite frankly. And John Moxley is, is, is becoming an all-time great talent of his generation. He destroyed CM Punk. Punk is now limping out of this situation. Um frankly, pathetically, and, and and now he has to swallow his words, and, and he is now at a disadvantage, and he's going to have to be the babyface working from underneath in Chicago, um, trying to win the belt back, in the ultimate Rocky story, which is really interesting. Rather than being the cocky douchebag who didn't eat shit from anybody, he just talked his crap and he beat people, and Mox is going to have to just get bitched. It's a completely different dynamic now, and I prefer this dynamic now that I've seen it, and I'm willing to admit that this is a, a very interesting direction that does make the story a bit more interesting. Um, so overall, well done. Mox is awesome. CM Punk is, is a master. Mox is great at what he does. This was a tremendous match, even though it was three minutes. It was a cohesive three-minute story. Uh, and and I, I give I give kudos to everybody. <clears throat> my opinion on this. You all know it reminded me of kind of uh it was 
with it being like an interim belt and everything, and a lot of kind of the point of what you were saying is like, you know, it's, it is surrounded around that interim thing, you know, that interim cloud that was over Moxley during his, uh, you know, we'll call it rain now because, of course, he's the uh, uniform champion. And, um, you know, there always comes with questions, whether it's professional wrestling, whether it's boxing, whether it's MMA. And um, to see Moxley go in there as the interim champion and, you know, run through CM Punk, who's supposed to be the guy, the top star, the top star, sorry. Um, it was somewhat reminiscent of, I don't know how many people in here uh, follow um, MMA, but I'm sure everyone will be familiar with the names I mentioned. But it was kind of like when Ronda Rousey came back. And um, even though she was coming off a loss, she was still, you know, seen by many people as well. You know, she's Ronda Rousey. She's the baddest woman on the planet. No one can really touch her. She lost because she just had an off day, blah, blah, blah. And Nunes was putting in this work in the meantime. Um, she was the she was the champion at the time, but everyone kind of thought, but not everyone, but there was a lot of people who thought she was just like a placeholder for Ronda. Ronda came back and um, I'm sure if, uh, you know, anyone who saw it definitely remembers it. Nunes ran through Ronda Rousey in like, 45 seconds, just demolished that. Um, this was somewhat reminiscent of that. And uh, in the same way that it done for Moxie last night, that really established Nunes as like, this is, you know, this is the top star. This is the top person of this division. Um, I thought they pulled it off really well with what they were going, with what they were actually going with here, to be honest, because when the match was booked and brought forward to this Dynamite last night, it, um, he brought up a lot of questions. Um, I was somewhat worried. Uh, there was people on the timeline saying that they can't think of one good outcome for it. And I think whether you liked it or not, it definitely makes this whole thing a lot more interesting now, I think, going into All Out. Um, according to Dave Meltzer, the match for All Out main event is still seeing Punk versus John Moxley. Um of course, with it being in Chicago, with the dynamic that was created last night, I think it's uh, made it very, very interesting, to be honest. So, um, yeah, man, I thought, it, I thought it was a pretty good piece of business. I do, uh, there is still that part of me that kind of wishes that they had, you know, a real match, if you call it. But um, I'm sure we will be getting that in Chicago if the match does happen, as Dave is reporting. Can I make one retort to that real quick before we get everybody else's opinion? Um, I'm really, really glad this was not back and forth because if this was back and forth and Moxie wins, you gave away the pay-per-view main event. And um, I have less of a reason to just see this again, frankly. I, I, I think I think it being so decisive like that is the point you were trying to make, which is that like you thought you were just going to walk in and beat me. Like you're not. I'm a fucking killer. Mm -hmm. you know? And so and so to get that message across, he has to beat the shit out of him. It can't be back and forth. Oh, there, he might have had him here. He might have had him there. No, no, he had no chance. And and, and Moxie fucking cooked him. He destroyed yeah. him. So, um, yeah, to me, that's what makes it just rocky. That's what makes this a fairy tale now. That's what makes this, you know, cinema, frankly. Um, mm -hmm. So that's just kind of how I see it. Uh, Anna, what did you make of just what they decided to do here with CM Punk and, and John Moxley? I think it was the funniest booking Tony Khan has ever done. I was, it, was, it was really funny just when it happened. I was so shocked because yeah. when they put it like it wasn't the main event match. We knew something was up. We knew something mm -hmm. weird was happening. I personally didn't even think the match would start and 
would go on their way. So when yeah. the bell rang and they started like locking up, I was kind of confused, but still there was a whole hour of show to go. So I, I thought maybe they're going to do a match and then it was just over. <laughs> so I think it was, it was really funny. It got me really surprised, really shocked. And I want to see where they go with it because you said about CM Punk being the underdog and all that, but he can also turn heel. And a lot of things are indicating that he will turn heel. So maybe he'll do it and win, win against Mox like with a cheap trick or something like that. I don't know, but I think it was it was really funny. I was just laughing to see people people were freaking out on the timeline, mm -hmm. and I couldn't I couldn't stop laughing. I think it was such crazy booking because imagine just pitching that Moxley yeah. just getting backstage and saying, "So I was questioning three minutes." It's yeah. insane. It's yes, really it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and I, go ahead. I was one. Of, no, I was just gonna say I was one of those people that didn't see why this match was happening, and I couldn't think of any outcome that would be any good. And yeah. I think it really depends on how everything plays out, but it was yeah. really, it was really funny to watch. <laughs> and Mox won, so yeah. And also, that's that's the thing I'm I'm kind of thinking about because you said about Mox winning and establishing himself as mm -hmm. the the real champion and whatever. But who the hell is? Thank this? you. <laughs> Thank who is, you. Who's Hollywood <laughs> Hangman's personal assistant? <laughs> Uh, yeah, personal where was I? I don't know who it is. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think it's really like they really established Mox, but then he'll lose like, in two weeks. So I I don't know how everything work out, and I think maybe a CM Punk heel turn is the best way to go. I don't know, but I think it was really a really funny booking decision. <laughs> it was just unserious all over it, but it was really great. It was really surprising. <laughs> Very, very interesting decision. I thought Monty was like provocative um, and, and, and gutsy. And guts doesn't always equal good content because sometimes you could take do something really ballsy and crazy and it's just it's like a stupid decision. Shut the fuck up, nigga. Shut the fuck up. This is not the Hollywood oh, hangout at the show. We just you gave you eight minutes to fucking get your ran off, bro. We're not letting you get another ran off. It's a real nigga. It's a real nigga's time to talk, little bro. Shut the fuck up, nigga. We gave you hold on. I had a fucking stopwatch going on. You spoke. You spoke for seven minutes and 17 seconds, nigga. That's four minutes longer than CM Punk lasting in that match. Little bro, get your shit off, Chris. Come on, shit, bro. Fuck Chicago Phil, nigga. Fuck Chicago Phil, nigga. Put that nigga in the dirt. Yo, I'm glad. I'm glad that Tony Khan is finally booking Chicago Phil to his actual technical of prowess in the wrestling ring, bro. If we being realistic, Chicago Phil should be loose getting squashed in three minutes every single match that he ever has, bro. 70 minutes class, 70 yeah, minute classes like Kenny Omega. No, nigga. Get that bum ass nigga off my nigga. fucking TV, bro. That nigga Mox put that nigga in the dirt, nigga. Fucking fucking two paradigm shit. Dump that nigga Chicago Phil to the fucking bottle, nigga. That nigga smoking crystal yeah. meth now. Where the MJF? All that sobriety shit is dead, nigga. Chicago Phil in the fucking mud, bro. This nigga, this nigga, I need him getting squashed. Every night, now we know why they ain't do that shit in Chicago. They would have fucking threw trash in the ring at that bum ass nigga Chicago fell that fucking performing. Oh Get that old ass man the fuck out of here, bro. Like, that nigga, that Bro, you talking about Chicago Phil no psychology, bro? That nigga had surgery on his foot. He threw a kick to Mox's head. Still holding his fucking ankle, bro. Where they do that at, nigga? That nigga sucked. Kenny Omega would never, bitch. Yes, sir. Wait, wait, hang on, hang on. 
So you said at the beginning of the show, you was talking about, oh, Chicago Phil is one of the greatest <laughs> minds ever. He's one of the yes. greatest minds ever, but he can't keep his health in check. He can't. He can't, can't keep his health in check. He can't. He can't keep his bones more than brittle, nigga. You mean the to tell mind me he is, can't drink? The mind he can't, is, he can't drink a, gup, a, a glass of milk in the morning, nigga. Huh? The, huh? the mind is independent of the body, nigga. The fuck. The body's weak because the mind is even weaker, bro. Get Chicago Phil the fuck out of here. CM junk. CM, this 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 match was was a brilliant chapter in an amazing book, and I'm really looking of the story of John Moxley. Of the story of John Moxley, wrestler of the fucking year. I told you in March he wrestler of the year. I told you in April he wrestler of the year. I told you in May, June, July, August. John Moxley's the fucking wrestler of the year, little bro. And you tried oh no, CM broke. CM Punk's going to come back. CM Punk yes, came back yes. and got put in the fucking dirt, little bro. And, 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 guess, and guess what? Guess what? Guess what? This squash. Buckets out his earlobe last week and still finish the match, nigga. That, Dunked on that little boy. That's, that's what's up. Listen, CM Punk losing the way he did is a massive boost to his candidacy of a wrestler of the year. And look, he is a he is a candidate. There is no candidacy, bro. He's not on the ballot. He is on the ballot, and guess what? Moxley <laughs> is part of Punk Story. He is Punk's vice president on the ticket. I owe you echoing a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you are echoing a little bit. Listen, man. To me, to me, is it echoing still? Testing, testing, testing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Hold on. The universe said enough. Nah, nigga, I'm not done getting my shit off either. Oh, is it still Listen. echoing? Testing, 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 testing. Yeah, yeah. What? I don't know what happened. Your mic got scared when he started screaming. Chris just disappeared. (laughs) Yeah, listen. Chris Chris Um, popped in. To to me, to me, you're still echoing. It's just basically when you're not talking, just mute your mic because when you're talking, it's fine. Listen to me. Um, this is a massive uh, oh, shit. (laughs) Anyone's at the bottom of my screen. Um, so look. To me, it's just a massive um, piece to this next puzzle. And and for me, Punk was always wrestler of the year because I just think he's a thinking man's wrestler. And he just like, I'm, I'm this is going to sound like mm-hmm. boing boing. I feel like I'm at his mercy when it comes to his work. I, I can't. Hey, what? yo, get uh, off your knees. Here, here's the thing. I, I It sounds crazy, but it's like. I he is crossing he is 40. He is crossing me over, man. It's like other people are having great matches, right? He's having really thought out, well developed. <laughs> CM Punk is a job earlier. CM Punk is having mercy. He is having well thought out narratives and matches uh, on a level with more depth than anyone else with what they're doing and like i i can't even you know i don't like being wrong when it comes to wrestling and you know sure. tony books better book hangman mox next or he not or he not care thank you for the donation h dracon hey man I, I i know we don't i know we don't um cover you know all the shows you know there's a lot of shows dark elevation you know yeah. we just don't talk about russell pierce you know i had i actually know somebody who who did some who did some jobber work for AEW last night, and I just wanted to shout them out really fast. I, I heard that they're listening to the podcast. So, information on a jobber last night: Philip Jack Brooks 
Born October 26, yes, 1978, sir. better known in the ring as CM Punk, is an American professional wrestler, sports commentator, oh, actor, and retired mixed art martial artist that fucking jobber oh, that got put in the fucking dirt by John Moxley, oh, nigga. Bum-ass nigga. He's, he's a wrestler of the year. He's, he's oh, a wrestler of the year. He's, he's a straight-up genius. And yesterday I'm was a masterpiece. I'm here, but I cannot miss up on a chance on dunking on CM Junk. Fuck that nigga. Man, that's the nigga that, man, you know what the, you know the fuck the power part is about it? I know the nigga Everyone who did. I know, I know. I, I God. I know the nigga who did punk surgery, nigga. It was that fucking nigga in Florida, that 18-year-old nigga that had that fake-ass fucking hospital, nigga. I'm tired of this nigga. Bro, you, you coming on here talking about you're at the mercy of another grown man is crazy. What I, what Stand I meant. Stand up! No, what I meant by saying that is that you know, Get I'm not up. even I'm not even bothering predicting what's going to happen or what should happen because quite frankly, for one of the only times in my fandom, what ends up happening is much more interesting and thought-provoking than whatever I should I could suggest or uh, assume is is taking mm-hmm. place. You know what I mean? Be right back. And and it's genuinely thought-provoking. I'm CM Punk versus CM John Punk's grave. CM Punk versus John Moxley <laughs> was 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 a visceral experience that once it was over, I couldn't think of anything other than that, despite all the cool stuff that was happening afterwards on the show. Christian cut a promo. I couldn't focus on it. Ricky Starks cut a promo. I was thinking about the punk match. The main event happened, and it took it took literally Will Ospreay and Pac being athletes on a generational level that like is just rarely seen and rarely matched in the industry for me to be kind of woken up from just the the state of shock, bro. You act like this nigga shot your dog, bro. He did not shoot your dog. Your nigga the, just lost. Everybody the match, loses. The match was in the match was tremendous. Like I said, it was a great piece of business. Um, I can't wait to see what happens next. John Moxley um, carried. He he. If that's how you want to see it, that's fine. Carried. If that's how you want to <laughs> see it, that's fine. Best wrestler in the world. He is absolutely an important wrestler. He's a great wrestler. He is shits on Dax Harwood. He is oh, okay. I'm spitting on CM Punk's grave. I'm throwing up my fucking guts here. <laughs> Food poisoning, and I come on a pod just to spit on this nigga grave. Fuck, <laughs> fuck CM Punk, yeah. nigga. Big Mox. Yeah. He better not even. He better. This nigga taking jabs at Kenny Omega, talking about. Well, I don't do that. I do this for buy rates, not star ratings. Hey, did CM Punk sell out the uh, the Tokyo Dome? He never wrestled in the Tokyo Speak Dome. Did, bro, I have a question. I have a question. Ma, no, no, I have a question real fast. Ma, you are uh, you just left to take a piss, bro. Nah, uh <laughs> Monty Ma, oh, just left to take a piss. Hopefully he was on that nigga CM Punk's grave, motherfucker. No, everybody with right now. Let's go piss on CM Punk's grave. Chicago Phil, your fucking finish, little bro. CM Punk, you are one of the greatest. He's what we're still talking about, then. Punk, I will I will hopefully interview you all that weekend and we will talk more about this. Um, he don't well, know you. He actually, he actually, literally does. Yeah, I know he does. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I yeah, I you. know that Hollywood hangman Adam Pierce. That's that nigga boy who be shining my boots. Yeah, he does not sound like this. Anna, did you have any opinion on Jungle Boy's <laughs> that's, that's exactly how he sounds. Right. Did you have any opinion on, on Christian's backstage promo with uh, um, regarding Jungle Boy? Yeah, it was good. 
what do you want from a Hollywood? You know? <laughs> Ma- Monty, what do you think of the segment? And, and, and toss it around everybody else. I'll be right back in, in two minutes as well. Um, well, you know what we'll do? We'll, um, I'll have a look at some of the super chats that I uh, save for later. So, um, Bam asked, do we get Max versus Punk 2 or something else? I'm pretty much with just, Dave Meltzer. We just, on that one, we just said, uh, Dave Meltzer just said today that they're doing it in the main event. Yeah, yeah, but... that's what I mean. Yeah, so I'm with, I'm with Dave on that one. I think they're still going to run it because I can't see anything else that would make even a lick of sense. So, um, yeah. Of course, you could bring MJF back, but I don't know why you would do that in this situation. That really makes sense to me. Um, thanks for the two dollar donate donation super chat. What are we gonna call them? Um, yeah. do, do, do y'all have any thoughts on the AEW game footage? Um, hmm. it's not, it's not like they didn't set the bar very high visually. Do you know what I mean? Um, they went for kind of like the retro classic feel, I guess. Um, I mean, I uh, I pre-ordered it. Hopefully, I have fun. Um, like eight, like WWE Two K. It looks great, but like I did not have fun playing it, bro. Like I played it for two days. I'm not being a shit. I fucking spent sixty five dollars on this shit. For anybody who's like, oh my god, AL's being a shit. No, I paid my money for WWE Two K. I did not like the fucking game. I played it twice and stopped playing it. I bought. I pre-ordered this game. Hopefully, I like it. I don't know. We could maybe we could stream it on the channel or something. The Russell Pure is fucking channel. Uh, Monty, we'll see if it's any fun. But uh, yeah, I'm really over. I'm over graphics like being a term, determining factor if I buy a game or not. So like, it's not it's not a wrestling simulator like 2K is. It's just uh, it's like a beat 'em up kind of low key. It's an arcade wrestling game. Yeah. So, um, uh, one minute. <laughs> I'll take this man's fandom and card. This is all during a. This is all during a mess that unfolded not too long ago. Fucking drone. See, Mickey Punk can't do simple springboards. Thanks for all these super chats, by the way. We massively appreciate it, even if some of you are dunking on our favorite wrestlers or abuse or abusing Hollywood, whatever it is. Yo, and just remember, if you if you rock with Big AO, you don't rock with Brown Breaker. Just remember that. Yo, uh, I believe I only came here to shit on CM Punk. Uh, this podcast has been great. This is probably gonna be the highest viewed video on the Russ Pierce channel, uh, passing the one last <laughs> week, which is now the highest viewed video. Yeah. So I just wanted to come to say I'm I'm a part of three the three highest Russell Pierce vi- uh, videos. So uh, yeah, oh. appreciate it. I'm gonna go keep on throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> No. Feel better, Chris. <laughs> better. I'm, I, I'm back. I, you were doing I, I great, Anna. She is, she is, she is sensational. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm not really that. doing anything. I think I spent the last 10 minutes just silent, just staring yeah. at the screen. And, and, and no, um, Park, if you're if you're out there listening, you know, a lot of the stuff that we do on here is jokes and um, you know, it's a gimmick. I got an audience <laughs> right. that wants people like yelling, screaming to my mic. You know, right. I just want you to know that that shit was a gimmick until you started fucking with my nigga Hangman, bro. You oh, started just start talking shit about the elite, start talking shit oh, about God. him. And eat a dick, nigga. Eat a oh, bag God. of dick. Eat a bag of grandpa dick, CM Punk. You fucking fraud, you old you bitch. You can fix this. Retirement, bro. Niggas is not fucking oh, with you no more. Oh, God. Dude, there's only one way you can fix this, little bro. 
Make that Page public apology. Make that po- apologize to Adam Pierce. On TV. Apologize to Adam at this point, I don't know if it's punk slander or hanger slander. This goes as punk slander. I think you mean hanger as in Hollywood. Hanger. Yes. Um, yes. Still love punk in AEW, five wrestler, Max needs storylines. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, we know yeah. the reality. Um, people want to dunk on back of the hangman. So by virtue of association, you then have to destroy oh, this. Wipe your lips. Him, CM, CM, him injured is doo doo. Oh, hangman, you're not that important, bro. You're not. You're not, bro. She was a joke before. <laughs> she was a joke before, but then CM Punk opened his nasty Ron tooth mouth, talking shit about Adam Page, my nigga. Don't talk about Adam Page. God. Don't talk about Adam Page. Don't talk about Adam Page, nigga. I'm on your ass. Hannah, say what's from the angry men, please. But yeah, you better tell, tell, tell your big bro, tell your big bro that you know, tell your big bro, nigga, he calling, he calling into AEW on net on Friday to apologize, nigga. He's Yo, I love apologize. I love how Anna's Anna's um solution to, to the angry men. It's to just stand and let it happen and just wait for it to finish. <laughs> yo, yo, next week, next week, next week, CM Punk is gonna call into the Wrestle Pierce podcast. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna call in. He's gonna apologize for being a broke ass bitch ass nigga. I got seven Rolls Royces outside of the crib right now, bro. I got an indoor pool. I got an outdoor pool. I got an indoor basketball court. I got an outdoor basketball court, bro. I'm him. CM Punk is not. The same, the, hey, say, bro, the same Lambo you let him borrow last week. It's crazy. Rob's doing this with a mouthful right now. Um, mm-hmm. right, so, um, Young Dende, I'll my- use this one to get my agenda off. TK, hi, Carly. Oh, you coward. Pop. That's insane. Thank you for the super chat yet again. Monty, someone DM me and said, money drawing heat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Isaiah said, if Punk cheats to win it all out, does Max get immediate rematch? Punk gets immediate rematch after getting squashed. I think they go a different route. Hmm. I do wonder, what is going to be the logic of Punk getting another title shot straight ahead? Because they do rankings. So how does that work? Uh, right? Like, how does it, what's the logic yeah, they, going to they be? Don't, they don't do that WWE rematch clause shit. Yeah, they don't do rematches and they do have rankings. So how does, how does he get the... Like, are they just gonna say screw it and just Punk is just gonna ask for it and get it? Like, how's that gonna work? Well, hmm. they've had they've had like title rematches before. Uh, uh, unless I mean, one one promo from Mox is like, oh, I didn't feel good about that. You your little bitch ass broke ass leg, blah 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 blah. Just want it back. You feel better now, you whiny ass little bitch. Do that all out. Unless because they've let wrestlers make matches before. What if you what if you do a number one contender match on Dynamite next week and he wins it? Mm. That's kind of crazy because mm. he just nah. he's got to destroy. Who, who, you know? who is right now? Cena Punk's not wrestling next week. You're not. Yeah, I don't think he is either. To be honest, so uh, it'll be interesting to see how they get there. Um, yeah, I'm really curious. This this is from earlier. We did bring it up, but we didn't actually go through his question, and it kind of relates to now. So I'll pull it back up again. Glad um, to listen to the podcast every week. Also, who do you think the all-out Joker is if it's not MJF? Oh yeah, they're doing the uh, casino ladder match, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who else could it be outside of MJF? Kushida. Ooh. 
Osprey. Will Osprey Kushida? I think I think Osprey's taking on Osprey. Pack, but yeah. I want to see him wrestle everybody. Osprey. Yeah. Osprey. Yes, he is. He is the next. Best, the best 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 he is yeah. next. Can we talk about the main event now? Please. I think, I think yeah, we, we. I think we've got <laughs> around about that far anyway. Anna, we? Anna, talk to me. Talk to me about this main yeah. event. Will Osprey and Aussie Open, Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher, versus oh the Death Triangle, Pac, Ray Phoenix, and Pentagon. These guys went out there for about thirty minutes. You, 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 you tell me about it. What do you, what do you, what are your feelings? What are your reactions? What are your emotions? What do you think of this main event? Like I knew it was gonna be amazing. Just on paper, mm -hmm. there's mm -hmm. no way that could have gone any other way. But mm -hmm. I think it was so much better than what I was expecting, <laughs> which is insane because I was already expecting so much out of this and it, it got to a point i was literally I, I started taking off my clothes because it was so hot just watching it and it was insane will osprey i know we have all these talks about wrestler of the year and whatever but i think if we talk about matches alone and in-ring performances alone not anything else because we talk about the aura and the storylines i think mocks a little bit up there but if we talk about just the matches will osprey is it for me he he's been having my favorite matches this year man matches of course so I was really excited for it. And there's also the whole thing of the story of Osprey with Kenny Omega. So there was this uncertainty if the United Empire would <laughs> Parker. Hi, Parker. We should never put him over now. Yeah. <laughs> and... <laughs> We're still podcasting because Hangman will find literally anything to go on a 15 minute rant about. But that's it's neither here nor there. You literally screamed for 20 minutes straight about Chicago Phil. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Hangman will find so, anything to go on a 15-minute rant about. <laughs> so I think that was one of the biggest gatherings of hoopers in the same ring in history. It was just insane. The first opening segment was just amazing with Phoenix and Osprey. And the, the whole rest of the match just kept getting better and better and better. And by the end, when they actually won and the elite came out, I was losing my mind. I... Next week, who we'll actually beat this one? And I think this week, this match is top five best AWCB matches ever. I think it was just insane. It's definitely on my top five favorite matches. And the fact that next week we are actually getting Osprey and Kenny in a ring together, I did not see that coming. Of course, I was rooting for it since the beginning, since they announced the brackets, I was rooting for it. But I, I had, I just, I was sure it wasn't going to happen because I thought Osprey was just like fly to the United States for a day and then go back. But apparently this is happening and it's crazy. And there's the whole thing with Pac that they, they can do. And there's the story with Kenny. And I don't know if you guys saw the, the post-match promo that Kenny cut on Osprey. He just up, mm -hmm. he obliterated Osprey. He killed Osprey. It was just live murder. It was insane. It was really, really great. And I'm just really excited for it. I think the match was phenomenal. It was insane. They're all amazingly talented. I'm a big Aussie Open fan for like year, a couple of years now. So it's really great to see them getting this attention. And I know it's kind of nasty. People don't really like Osprey as a human being, but I think he's just a phenomenal wrestler and there's no way of denying it. So the match, and of, of course, that triangle. What do you say about them? They're incredible. And I'm just really excited and I was really happy. I, I think it was just amazing from top to bottom. And if you haven't watched it, just go back and watch it because it was incredible. I, I I was just really happy with 
Yeah, it was tremendous. It was uh, genuinely one of the uh, one of the great Dynamite matches. I don't know if uh, I don't know how many of you listened to uh, Meltzer on Observer Radio, but he was a uh, he pretty much said as much as well. He said it's the best six man tag he's seen in five plus years. He said Osprey is probably the best wrestler in the world. It's one of the great Dynamite matches, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The usual sort of stuff he gets into when Will Osprey has one of his big matches lately. Um, the guy is genuinely. Uh, He's somewhat unbelievable. Um, even he still sets the bar for the the. Um, it's not even just the acts of athleticism. You can literally look at the G1 climax finally had with Okada, which was mainly just like selling and storytelling. He can do it all now, but when he does go for those athletic feats, there is nobody who can even like touch him really, except for Pack, who's who was also in the match with him. Um, but there is just a there is a level of execution to Osprey that is just phenomenal. The guy had um he had Taz and JR literally fucking twerking in the commentator booth. Like they were just there was a point where Taz just kept lift, uh, listing off things to compliment him with. He was just almost lost for words. Um, JR was trying to fucking do some. <laughs> JR was trying to do some tampering live on commentary. <laughs> Uh, um, I'm, I'm think JR even um, I think even JR even kind of gave in it towards the end of the match and was like this kid might be the best in the world and um, you know to come to come into an outside promotion like I know most of the AW audience are well aware of who Osprey is but still come over and do what he's doing at the level he's done it at going around all these different promotions and giving them their best matches or one of their best matches He's um, he's just a freak, man. He's just a freak, and like I said, he even he even had Taz and Jr. just fucking going crazy. Even like that that little thing in itself popped me. To be honest, just seeing how like fired up they were getting for him, but he was phenomenal in this. Everyone was pretty good in this, to be honest. Um, him and Pack being the main standouts, Pack was like he went crazy in this as well. Um, it was a good day for the Brits, definitely. Um, Penta and Phoenix, of course, they're always great fun. Um, the opening sequence between Osprey and Phoenix was, you know, uh, freaky. Um, but yeah, Aussie Open, they're amazing. Two big guys look the part, uh, can wrestle the part. Mark Davis, especially, just looks like he hurts people. Um, Fletcher's got a great look. I've been told he's for the bad bitches. Um, <laughs> he definitely is. Is he the yeah, one, man, is yeah, he the one yeah. with the Disney mom butt? No, no, that's Mark Yo, Davis. What is, what is up with you, bro? Yo, oh, all right, man. Hey, what do you think of the anyway, you know, I don't, I don't have much to add about this match. Uh, Monty and Anna did a did a great job uh, breaking yes, down did. the match. I agree with everything that they yeah. said. All, all I'm gonna say, I tweeted this last night. All I'm gonna say is Blake Christian. Blake Christian, you motherfucker, don't even fucking think about it, my boy. I know you saw that fucking like, opening spot between Osprey and Phoenix. Christian, I, Blake Christian, I swear to God, my nigga. I swear to God, if I see you even try to attempt to do that sequence, bro, niggas will find you, bro. I'm not saying me, but niggas will find you, and it's not going to go how you think it's going to go, bro. You're going to go viral for all the wrong reasons. Don't do that shit, bro. Hey, nigga. Hey, nigga. He, you, bro, you know he's not going to try. If he try, he's going to kill six niggas in the front row. Anyways, nigga. That fucking match was insane last night, bro. I ain't see crackers cook like that since the fucking Mayflower Compact, nigga. <laughs> nigga, and that shit, man, bro. I'm telling you, bro. Oh, we, we just need bangers like that every week in the main event. See, I'm like, I, bro, I told you I'm digging this formula, bro. 
every week just starting. I'm not saying every week start off with a promo. Every week uh, you can switch between weeks of starting off like a segment, a promo, an angle, and starting or, or starting off with a match. But these 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 recent dynamites where they've been doing promos at the beginning and, and cycling throughout the show with different angles and shit. All of these dynamites have been so uh, they've been gassed, bro. That fucking main event was in bro. I, I'm telling you, listen, I'm not the biggest Kip hater in the world, bro. But TK, you better not book Pack versus versus Kip instead of Pack versus Osprey when Osprey is still here, bro. That's the only um that's probably that's probably the only that's I wouldn't even call it like a con because the match was still like so good in what it was, but like I will say that the keep stuff, I guess it is something that they've kind of um hinted at doing the past couple of weeks, I guess. Uh we've keep being at the South Pax matches and stuff, but you just keep being involved in this, like it just didn't roll. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to be watching a match of the year contender and get uh, keep saving interference in the oh league. Like, finish, you know, bro, it's like, bro, if 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 I find out Will Osprey was in the city the same weekend as All Out in Chicago, the same weekend as All Out, and he books Pack versus Kip, there's gonna be some fucking problems, bro. There'll be some fucking issues. Fair. Yeah. Yeah, at the, at when Kip interrupted, I was really confused because Osprey has been hinting that there's a new member to United Empire coming in. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know if he was joining the United Empire or if it was just his story with Peck, but I think it was just that. And I feel that if it was the whole United Empire angle, it would be a lot more interesting and it would make more sense. But still, mm-hmm. like the match was great, so I didn't even think about that. But mm-hmm. your your guys are absolutely right. There's no reason to not book Peck versus Osprey. Yeah. I thought that the mini pack versus Osprey singles match that broke out within this six-person tag was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I thought these, these guys are so transcendently athletic that I, I think that their bodies need to be examined um, because clearly there are inhuman chemicals inside of their, their bloodstreams. Um, they don't even make sense. Uh, the viral clip that's going around is is Ray Phoenix and Osprey, and that was cool. But the best in ring pairing in this match was Osprey and Pack. They went insane. We had a we had a sheer drop brainbuster of the top rope. The counters just like it, it, here's my thing. There's so many great wrestlers in AEW, right? We get so many great matches, matches that people call four point seventy five five stars and stuff like that. Um, but I always say this: when you see actual stuff of that level, it, you really see the difference because um, when I saw Pac and Osprey wrestle, it, it really made me realize like, I mean, I already knew Osprey is like one of the best in the world and like Pac, we know he's great, you know, even though we don't see it as much as we would like, you know, we're all aware of that, how, like how good he is. Right. But just seeing him and Osprey just go for like six minutes. Like I really just sat here in awe and I was just like, these, this is like that, that level that a lot of people are just not at. You know, like it, it's like a, a different level. Um, electrifying main event, tremendous. The elite versus uh, Aussie Open and, and Osprey is exciting because we get to finally see Kenny Omega wrestle with Osprey. Um, I'm happy for and we Anna. just know, like, yeah, we just know that Osprey will beat the shit out of Kenny, yes, like, yes, because it's especially now that Kenny's telling the whole injury thing still, and Osprey he has those hidden blades. 
that oh boy. just looks like oh yeah, it just God. looks like he's gonna decapitate the person. So yes. I think Kenny is gonna get his ass beaten for sure. Yes, he's gonna catch a hidden blade. And I'm like, oh my God! But he had vertigo. He had vertigo in his <laughs> neck. His neck. Oh my God! Uh, so <laughs> to kill physicality. Really quick to kill any of the uh, not to be like that, that, but to kill like any of the speculation of who it might, like uh, it might be a guy from New Japan or something. The new member of uh, United Empire is a guy from Red Pro named Gideon Gray. So they have already revealed the new the new member. Yeah, that was the that was all the manager, the revealed like a manager. I'm not yeah. maybe the oh, maybe so they had a wrestler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe they had a wrestler as well, but they did add a lot of Rob said they did add Gideon Gray after the promo where Osprey mentioned it. Um, but yeah, Dynamite, Dynamite, man. Um, it was a noteworthy, newsworthy episode. I thought it was a good episode overall. There was some things I, like, I would have personally uh, changed about it, but I think that's pretty much every wrestling show these days um mm-hmm. you're not gonna like all of it i guess mm. um but yeah man i thought it was a it was a good bit of business um going absolutely into all i i think, and, I think uh, i'm sorry no go ahead go ahead i was, I was gonna go say i think um the biggest testament for to pack and osprey is that um you you kind of missed it monty but I, I was talking about how after the punk thing i just couldn't focus on anything that followed it because i was just so in shock right and in, in comparison nothing felt like it mattered in comparison to the punk thing um, and so I'm watching this six man main event and they're going crazy. And I'm like, yeah, this is, this is really cool. But like what really mattered on the show was punk versus Moxley. Um, and so I was like in, in a catatonic state and then Osprey and the pack went so crazy that like, it was like, I woke up out of a coma. Like it was like, Oh no, no, this is, this is crazy too though. You know? So, uh, it, it, it's, it's a testament to them because it, it literally took wrestling of that level to shake me out of like what I was in. If that made any sense. Uh, so yeah, I thought I thought it was a very good episode as well. Yeah, no <laughs> um, just a quick before we do the uh, before we do our last few minutes, we have got a yeah. couple more super chats just to fly through real quick. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Which CM Punk AEW matchup will be best? Kenny Omega or Brian Danielson? Shout out to y'all for your awesome work on the pod. Thank you very much to Topia Productions for your five dollar yeah five dollar super chat. Um, all would say if we're talking strictly star ratings, probably Danielson, because I would imagine they have better chemistry, but you never know. Um, Omega is like you know, arguably the greatest wrestler of all time, so but as, as is Danielson, so it, it's kind of a tough one. But I, I would personally probably say Danielson. Um, you know what's funny about the Omega feud is that, uh Cody Loki gave the blueprint for what anybody in the elite should say to a uh, punk during the feud. It's like, bro, like you talked all that shit and you had the name value and like you had the people behind you to get it done, but you you didn't get it done. You just quit. You wrote comic books. You did movies and shit. It's like, bro, I, me, Kenny Omega, I did that shit. Like you mm-hmm. wanted to be me, little bro, but you couldn't. I did it. So. I'm I'm really trying to see that feud. Uh, Brian and yeah. Danielson and, and and Punk, we've seen them interact so many fucking times. It's still gonna be great when they do it in AEW, but you know, I'm just it's nothing that I'm like, oh my god, book that shit right away. Like as soon yeah. as I know that, as soon as like 
when when the elite like get out of like the trios thing that they're doing right now, whenever that is, maybe like fucking whether they lose that fucking all out or whether they have like a eight month title reign, whenever that shit is over, I'm trying to see Omega versus Punk. In my opinion, um, I think that Punk versus Omega will be the um, marquee, most interesting on-screen program. Uh, the segments and uh, all that stuff is, is going to be must-see TV. Um, the better match to me in ring-wise will be uh, Punk and Brian because of their history mm. and their chemistry together. I think they know how to wrestle each other. And so um, the AEW version of their match should be incredible. Um, if anyone remembers, they wrestled at, uh, God, what was the pay-per-view in 2012? Um, over the Limit. Over the Limit. Over the Limit 2012. They had literally one of the best WWE matches of the 2010s. Um, and they went like Ring of Honor mode. And it was tremendous. Punk. And, and so imagine them doing that now in an AEW setting with less restrictions. Um, I, I think I think that match will be like incredible. Um, but again, from a storyline standpoint, narratively, the promos and all that, Punk and Omega is the big program to do. And so yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for that. Anna, what, what do you think? I think I'm personally more interested in seeing Punk versus Omega because we've never seen it before. So, and like you said, we've we seen Punk and Brian. So we know that it will be great, but I'm really interested in seeing what Omega and Punk will do together in the ring because I don't know if their, their styles really mm -hmm. are like similar, but like Omega and Punk, they can work with every every different style. So I, I think it, both matches are going to be great. I personally want to see the Omega one more. Rob, who are you going with? Um, I think the Omega few will be better mm -hmm. for the simple fact that like AO said, we've seen the Danielson one already. Not that I don't want to see another one. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they're both going to do two different stages of their careers. But I mm -hmm. think it's a dream match that everybody wants to see is Punk versus Omega. So and yeah. like you said, the blueprint, you know, the whole we we did it first and you sat there and bitched and moaned. So yeah, uh I think yeah, pretty much what Hollywood said, like I think the actual the feud and the interactions between Punk and Omega is big, big money, like probably as big as it gets for them. If it unless it's you know what they're doing right now with Punk and Moxley. Um but I think as an in-ring dynamic. I'd probably give the edge to Danielson because of, you know, chemistry, knowing each other and knowing, you know, knowing what makes each other tick. But, but yeah, thanks again, Zootopia, for your $5 super chat. Um, Mason Rollison sent us $10. Would be a great and comical idea if Garcia's Jericho Appreciation Society replacement was even less of a sports entertainer, like a Timothy Thatcher or a Biff Bushy. <laughs> Please sign him, TK. <laughs> cannot see, cannot see him team with Charlie Dempsey. <laughs> Charlie Dempsey is a young Reed, who is yeah, the son of Regal. NXT. Yeah, I want to say Charlie Dempsey's not bad, but anyways. Yo, yo, this this, this not. idea is really funny. Like just a super wrestlery wrestler, like with no charisma, just being in the JS. Like, yeah, how much sports entertainer? That's that's really funny. Yeah, man. Uh, Mason, thank you. I for love, the I love, I love beef. Copy glove for beef and Timothy Thatcher to be honest. And uh, from what I've seen about Charlie Dempsey as well, even though we kind of got dunked on here, he looks pretty good, man. And um, this one, Tyvon Sullivan, $2. Pack and Malachi should be champ. Punk isn't a hooper. W. He's, call he's calling you out, Hollywood. W. I'm not, I'm not entertaining that. Thank you for the super chat. 
Okay, well, that's what Omega versus Punk look like. Omega versus Tanahashi from Wrestle Kingdom. Philosophically, perhaps, if you guys remember what the storyline of that was, which is essentially like, you know, foundation and the old school and just uh, fundamentals and, you know, history versus, you know, advancement and all, all the things that Omega stood for. So perhaps. Yeah. And I think there's one last one. Last by broke, Omega brokey. Okay. Right, <laughs> uh, yeah. Osprey, he's a free. <laughs> Osprey, <bro. laughs> yeah, he's a free. Um, <laughs> Osprey broke. <laughs> meanwhile, you just donated the last two dollars. <laughs> meanwhile, relax, you just Rob, 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 relax, Rob. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, no, but I'm. I'm Thank you I'm for the donation. But thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. What you say was you said we had some Fed shit or something to talk about or what the fuck. Absolutely oh, yeah. fucking not, bro. Absolutely yeah. fucking not. Nah, we all, no, we're three hours in. We're, we're three hours in. Eight minutes. Yeah. This nigga, man, walked in fucking stroke the Fed yeah. chef. It's a whole, bro, it's a whole I thing. I didn't ask for anything. I didn't ask for anything. This podcast, bro. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a whole thing. It was a. We was gonna, we was gonna talk about the. The Roman, Roman Reigns confirming his new WWE contract, then he's going to like parlay into something which was a more broader, big picture topic. But like you said, three hours in, we're not yeah, doing we, it, bro. We, we um, I'm going to wrap. I'm going to wrap this up because we've covered all the main subjects and all yes. the big news. We've done the Dynamite review. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Hollywood's had the shit kicked out of him. Uh, my but, my back know, literally hurts. He also he also knows, gave some good knows, takes, you know. Follow a real nigga on Twitter, bro. Ruler AO. Why? Why kick the shit out of this nigga hangman, but in text form. <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. Um, again, thank you very much for all the super chats. Uh, we appreciate it a lot. Thank you so much for getting us to over a thousand subscribers. We appreciate all the support, the community that we're kind of building. Uh, the super chats that we received, I haven't even been able to keep count of like how well we've done from it, but it has actually been quite humbling to see uh all the support that people get even uh, even if that does mean that uh anna is the big money draw here uh absolutely <laughs> but, but yeah man it's been about anna <laughs> <laughs> so um <laughs> yeah man it, it's been great to see like you know this thing that we're trying to create for everyone to know you know it's growing and we are picking up momentum and hopefully it continues to grow etc etc i won't bore you too much more with it um Hollywood, have you got anything to plug before we get out of here? Um, follow me at Backup Hangman if you don't. Um, I've resumed my WrestleMania review series. It was on hiatus for a long time. Why? Because the next one on the menu was WrestleMania 27, which was absolutely atrocious. Uh, it was an abysmal <laughs> oh, show man. that uh, made me hate wrestling when I watched it. And I almost dropped the review series again when I, I checked it out. But uh, I, I got through that one, and I'm finishing up WrestleMania 28. So 29 is up is up next. So I'll be I'll be getting to CM Punk versus Undertaker. So just be on the lookout for that. Follow me at back of hangman. Um, I may or may not um do a space tonight. Uh, I my back literally hurts, and we'll see how I feel after the space. I mean, after this Yo, thing. AJ AJ six one nine eight eight said hangman spoke for two and a half hours of the three hours. And I promise y'all, I'm never letting that happen again, bro. Because I wanted oh, to kill God. myself at times. I'm not letting it happen again. <laughs> Oh, Anna, Anna, have you got? Uh, do you want to plug the uh, your usual stuff before we get out of here? Yes, yes, yes. Just follow me on Twitter, Zahoba. 
at sorry i just spoke portuguese my brain is just yeah i heard about them talking about CM Punk for two hours three hours like i i, yeah. I can't think anymore <laughs> but just follow <laughs> me at nsc demarco i'm on the i already talked about it but go listen to the five star joshi podcast yes. i'm on the newest episode yeah and also i just want to thank everybody in the chat for being nice and to the mm -hmm. guys that were discussing just please don't do that with any women ever. please, yeah, it's like, why, <laughs> please. thank you everyone yeah. but thank you everyone who's being really nice to me i appreciate yeah. it yeah. rob you got anything you want to plug uh, i'm basically doing the same thing as hangman but with the the pandemic era of <laughs> of the fed uh as soon as I bring myself to write this fucking essay about the Boneyard match, I'll continue. But, Pop. yeah, so. Tremendous piece of business, you know? Uh, I know you did kind of put yourself over just now, but is there anything specifically that you want to plug? Yo, I'm the realest nigga on Twitter. That's all I got to say. Quickly, most handsome and the most swole. Fuck is we talking about? Follow a real nigga. This is a very, very fair point, and I did notice it at the time, but because of Thank you, how Monty. far I'm glad in... that you say that. I'm glad that not, you said that was a real point. That, that everything I just said is fast. Uh, we can't. We did miss out the Ricky Starts thing, is because we was like coming up to three hours, and we didn't it even get to the main good. event yet. It was a. It That's was a good great. promo. I wish the crowd was a bit more hot for it. Um, yeah, it was it was a well delivered promo though. Um, maybe a little bit too emotional for me. Um, hey, bro, you heard you heard Ricky Stark scream one time. You've heard him scream seventeen thousand other times. Screaming yeah. again. That, that, no, that was that no, was spiteful. They're crying. Rick Starks is he seems like a good guy. Uh, you know Hart, he 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 splits the opinions of the wrestle purists. He uh, half of us really love him. Half of us. Don't like him at all. <laughs> it's uh, he's he's a divisive one. Um, that's probably why I didn't get into it as well because I know it would have been you know a whole CM Punk part two thing. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, thanks again. Uh, we've done the plugs. Let's get out of here. We've kept you for way too long. Um, <laughs> like, subscribe. Thank you again for all the super chats and um, yeah, man, we appreciate, we appreciate you, you and we'll yeah. be back. Yeah, Rob Breaker is a fucking bomb. Thank you so much for supporting us. Fuck CM Punk, nigga. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Thank you. Rock with me, yeah, yo.